What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 139 of the Taste of Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. A couple quick reminders that we're in a new month, so make sure to download and play Oddworld Soulstorm, Days Gone, and Zombie Army 4, all offered for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end of this month for Plus Club. Listen, we thought of those games. We'll let you know we thought of them. And our game of the month, picked by Chris, is Neo 2, which is a third-person Souls-like uh samurai ninja game where you run around you fight oni and fucking all sorts of weird things and you level up and it's challenging and there's rough bosses make sure to play that and come back in the month for game of the month where we're going to discuss our opinions on that as well we have a discord link down below you can talk to us anytime all the time we're on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us and we have a patreon if you'd like to support the channel further than liking commenting sharing this video and subscribing if you're brand new i feel like i nailed the intro mm. fuck yeah you did it all right, so uh, how you guys doing? Taste cast been like two weeks since we've done one. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Besides the after work tired, I'm alright. It's the worst. Yeah, it's the worst. I love doing the show, but I hate doing after work because I'm like worn out. Like midday, halfway through the day, I'm like, I'm ready, dude. I'm ready for this fucking episode tonight. And then I get home, I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get fucking in the in the mindset. I gotta get emotionally and physically ready. Um, how you doing, Chris? I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I took the day off from streaming, so I didn't really do much today. Kind of relaxed. Nice, nice. It's very nice. I want to relax too. Weekend's coming up soon, though, so I'm very excited about very that. Sad. Yeah. So, uh, how about we get into this first tasty cast of the month? We always start with uh, game releases, so we're just gonna jump right the fuck into that. Um, so let's do that. So it is April, in case you don't know. Maybe you just woke up from a coma and you're here. It's like I've said that a couple times, so maybe we're getting lucky each time I say that. And there's one person like, hey, I'm, I'm that guy. Well, welcome. Welcome back. And uh, yeah, we're going to go through this list. We're going to read uh, what games are coming out this month. And we're going to talk about our anticipation or lack of anticipation for all these games. All right, jumping in. We got Outriders, which is already out on April 1st. Came out on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then on April 2nd, we got World of Demons on iOS. That's interesting. They're putting iOS games on here. Uh, Lost Words Beyond the Page came out April 6th. Uh, on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Then also on April 6th is Oddworld Soulstorm, which is uh, for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download that and play that. Um, and then Star Wars Republic Commando, PS4, and Switch, April 6th. Uh, I don't know if I said Soul- Soulstorm or not. Came out on PS5, PS4, and PC. You did not. Okay. Now I have. You've, <laughs> you've, heard, you've heard it now. Um, Before Your Eyes, coming out PC, or came out, on April 8th, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut DLC, uh, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XNS, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC, April 8th. Uh, what the Dub, I hate that name, uh, PS4, <laughs> Xbox One, Switch, and PC. No next gen for that one. April 8th, that came out already. And then we got, uh, as of today, The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel four on switch and pc uh poison control comes out on april 13th playstation 4 and switch and then we got ash walkers uh pc coming out on april 15th uh saga frontier remastered ps4 switch pc ios and android and those coming out on mobile april 15th as well then mlb the show 21 playstation 5 xbox series x and s uh playstation 4 xbox one april 20th that's such a bizarre one that is a weird one for sure. Uh, Atelier Mysterious 
Trilogy Deluxe Pack, PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC, April 22nd. Judgment coming out on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and Stadia, Stadia, uh, April 23rd. Near Replicant version 1.22474487139 coming out on PS4 and Xbox One and PC April 23rd. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids DLC, PS5, Xbox uh, Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, and PC April 29th. Total War Rome Remastered coming out PC April 29th. New Pokemon Snap, that's coming out already? Switch (laughs) April 30th. Uh, R-Type, Final 2, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. There's too many consoles. April 30th. Uh, Returnal is also coming out this month. I had no idea. PS5, only PS5, April 30th. And then finally, thank you, I hope. Let me check. Uh, Terminator Resistance Enhanced. Everyone's been waiting for that. Finally coming out on PS5, April 30th. All right, so uh, what games are we most anticipating least anticipating anywhere in between um kind of said something earlier but i'm still kind of blown away that a sony game is coming out on xbox it's not a sony game no more they're fucking i mean it might be made by them i don't know but that shit that's been a big controversy on twitter yeah it's just it's just it's strange um and i'm sure it has more to do with the mlb license than it does with sony 100 percent. so what you're saying though is you want to play on xbox no no just random commentary on that one um, mm. uh, I was, uh, going to pick up Outriders, but, uh, Josh was kind enough to get it for me for, 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 a for your birthday, one month early birthday present. <laughs> Happy birthday next month, <laughs> next month. Happy um, next month birthday. So I need to sit down and play that though. This month is a little busy. So squeezing that is going to be rough. Yeah. Um, Odd World, we're going to play, and I already wanted to play anyways, so that's convenient in every sense. Man, I, I, I say it's every month, but PlayStation Plus is like really killing it, and they've been doing this thing where they're like releasing brand new games on there. Yeah, that's fucked up. It's I mean, up. It, it happens. To be fair, it happens on um, on uh, oh god, Game Pass. Yeah, but those are typically games that are on everything. Yeah. But it's still really cool. They'll come out first day on there, like Outriders. Like Outriders, exactly. Yeah. But we're getting like these PlayStation exclusives on like the first day release, and it's fucking crazy too on PlayStation Plus. So just kind of a crazy time to be getting these games that I'm already kind of planning on buying: right, Bug Snacks, right. uh, Destruction All Stars, and this for sure. Um, I'm curious in getting Saga Frontier remastered, uh, though. In that case. Um, as with most of Square's like re-releases of games, I'm gonna wait and see which platform it plays best on, um, because that's that fair. seems to be all over the place with them. That also goes with my must-buy of the month, which would be Near Replicant. I am curious about picking up on PC, but I know that they did not handle Near Automata very well on PC, so I might end up just getting that on PlayStation. Um, the Atelier uh, series, the trilogy pack there, I am curious about, but I still need to beat Ryza, and Ryza 2's out, so probably not hopping on that anytime soon. Uh, Pokemon Snap, I'll probably pick up, honestly, because I like the original, and um, you know those kind of games are really easy to just kind of like play for a little bit and turn off, so that'll be, I think, kind of a nice relaxing title. And I am um, realistically probably not going to buy it, but I am a little curious about R-Type. Because I always uh, like those kind of games. I just never prioritize them. Interesting. Um, 
So I bought Outriders. I'll be talking about that in the next segment. Um, I bought that, bought that. I thought about getting on Game Pass, but because they did release that demo and absolutely changed my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay them. Like, I'm gonna give them the money because uh, I feel like they deserve it. Uh, so bought that already. Uh, Oddworld. Luckily, we already talked about it, but already got it. And I've played a little bit. We'll talk about that as well. Well, we're not going to talk about that anytime soon, but we'll talk about that at some point. Um, let's see. Saga Frontier Remastered. I'm curious about for sure. Um, Borderlands 3 Director's Cut DLC. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Let me know in the comments. Um, if it has anything to do with that story, though, I don't give a shit. Uh, let's see. Judgment. I didn't get to play that on, on the last-gen consoles, so I'm curious to still play that, and I would probably play it on... PlayStation 5 um, or PC. So uh, definitely curious about that. Near Replicant, yeah, that's the must-buy game of the month for me as well. Um, very much anticipating that. Is anybody playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I, I don't mean that in general. Like, of course, if you've been playing anyone listening, let us know what you think about in the comments. But have either of you played it? I've heard nothing but great nope. things. Nope. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since the French one. I, uh, I was... The, yeah. People talk shit. I liked that one. Uh, Unity. Uh, I played a little bit of Valhalla, and it was it was pretty fucking cool. So I should probably pick that up at some point, and maybe that DLC. Uh, new Pokemon Snap. Definitely interested in that. And then I am also interested in Returnal. I do kind of want to see reviews on it, because that is one that's kind of like, I don't know if it's going to be cool or not. Looks neat. But um, definitely interested. And uh, you want me to play Terminator Resistance Enhanced? Fucking pay me. I ain't playing that shit. Um, yeah, Chris. Uh, well, I'm interested in Outriders. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Um, I'm interested in Saga Frontier. Uh, like Chevy, though, I kind of want to wait to see which platform it plays best on. I'm kind of hoping, to be honest, it's for the Switch, since I just got a Switch, and I want some more games on it. Um, and Pokemon, Pokemon Snap, I'm also intrigued by, because uh, I played a lot of it on the 64. Like, a lot of it. Like, too much of it on the 64. So... Uh, it'd be a fun game to pick up. And then uh, also R-Type Final 2, because I also enjoy those kind of games. But that's really it. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta get you to play here. <laughs> Make him do it. Force him. They're so good. <laughs> do that Clockwork Orange thing where he has eyelids strapped open, fucking strapped to a chair playing near. Didn't they put Automata on Game Pass? I probably. Yeah, I have it downloaded. Play it. You gotta make him, but you ain't gonna play that without force. I mean, this month's rough, but this month is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Anything else? Anything no. you're upset about releasing this month? I don't think upset I could ever about. be upset about something releasing. Hmm, there's definitely something there I'm not liking. But I'll let everybody figure that out in the comments below. Speaking of you guys, uh, let's know what games you guys are anticipating this month. Uh, what games you're going to pick up? What games have you already picked up? Have you played Outriders? Are you planning on playing Nier? Uh, what about Returnal? What do you think about that game? Is there anything else released this month that was not on this list? Uh, let's know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right. So that was quick and easy. Let's jump into uh, what we've been playing. Um, yeah. So... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll go first. So uh, most of the games I've played this month, I can't talk about. That is <laughs> Neo 2. I've played Neo 2 a little bit. That, of course, is our game of the month. Chris picked that, and uh, we'll talk about that at, that at the end of the month. Holy fuck. Uh, 
Oddworld Soulstorm, played that a little bit. Can't talk about that. That's a plus club game. Days Gone, played that. Can't talk about that. Zombie Army 4, can't talk about that, but we did stream that recently for about two hours. So if you want a little bit of a preview, we did a plus club preview of that. You can kind of get a gist of our impressions probably by watching that. Make sure to check that out. And then I've been continuing playing Remnant from the Ashes. Uh, me and Josh are playing that. We are trying to beat it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're in like the third or fourth area now. Uh, we went through like this like Legends of the Hidden Temple fucking jungle temple place. Um, that was pretty neat. Uh, the enemies get substantially harder every time you go to a new zone too, which is nice because like I've played the Earth Zone so much that I was just like murdering, murdering, murdering. I'm like, dude, okay, I'll just get a headshot everything and they're all going to fucking die. And then I get to the second area. I'm like, okay, these guys are taking a little more shots. And then I get to the third area and like everyone's got projectiles are shooting from across the map and like <laughs> fucking they have like way more health and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. It's fine. I'm starting to finally feel like I belong here. So uh, that's been cool. And yeah, I'm definitely got my eyes on the prize. I want to beat that fucking game because I've been playing the game since it came out. I still haven't beaten it. I've beaten the fucking DLC. That's stupid, um, but it's fun. It's ten, it was ten bucks. Fucking really good, uh, really good deal. Um, and yeah, really, uh, really enjoying it still. And then of course I've been playing primarily Outriders uh, since that came out. Uh, continued my character from the demo, who was level seven, over into the actual game. Um, and there was some hiccups. Uh, <laughs> I started the game with that demo character and. Uh, the game loaded, there was no HUD, NPCs could not be talked to, nothing would pop up, I couldn't access my inventory, I couldn't access um, like the options menu, I couldn't do anything. I was like, cool. So I tried to troubleshoot that for a while, couldn't get that figured out, so I ended up making a new character. Uh, you're able to skip the prologue, which is really appreciated. A lot of games, enough games don't do that. Like, I wish more games did that. Like, if you've beaten the game or beaten the prologue, prologue once, too. once ever with a character after that, they should just let you skip it. Yeah. I get, like, one time they want you to go through that story. I, I can respect and appreciate that. But this game's just like, hey, you already fucking did this. Just skip the prologue. I'm like, cool. Because um, it's kind of a long chunk of story you got to sit through. Yeah. Sure. Um, which I enjoyed. But yeah, when I want to make like a new character, I just want to get through that shit. So luckily, I was able to do that. It spawns you right into an area where you're in combat. And I had my HUD. I had my access to NPCs. I was able to shoot stuff and access my inventory and everything. So I was like, so the game's not broken. It's just maybe my demo character when they transferred over. I don't know. So what I did is I went to my demo character and I, the game has a system where you can go back and start from any part of the, any, any of the chapters that you've already gone through. And what it does is it resets your story progress, but not your character progress, which I think is really nice. So I was able to go back one chapter and when I started there, all my shit was back. Interesting. So there was just huh. some kind of weird bug that happened, but then also anybody who's been playing this game since it came out knows that the first like couple days servers were having issues. There was weird cross play problems. People were blaming people on Game Pass and saying that because they got a free copy, they're bogging down the fucking servers for the people who paid premium prices. And that's I'm like, the I, stupidest I, thing I've ever I was like, heard. yeah, and I was like, I don't, th I don't think that's what's wrong. But uh, if that is, let us know in the comments if there's uh, evidence behind that. But uh, that was like a real big thing for a whole day. People were like, the fucking Game Pass people are ruining the game. I'm like, okay, I don't, hey, I, pay I don't good think that's money the... for Game Pass. You can eat a fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> it's it. It's a brand new game. 
that's server-based made by a, a smaller developer. This is an EA that made this game. So for me, I was just, I literally played, and when I started getting, like, having hiccups, I was like, I'll wait a day. I got so many games to play. I'll come back and play this later. That's fine. Um, and yeah. the last time I played, it played great. Um, but there was one day, only one day, that me and Josh tried to play, and it would kick one of us, and it would boot the other one because we we're in the same game, and vice versa. And then Josh had problems getting back in the game, and we both just went like, "Let's just go play Remnant." And he's like, "Okay," and we went and did that. There's a guy I, I follow on on YouTube for Final Fantasy XIV content, and he uh, he's been playing a lot of Outriders. And uh, but when it doesn't work, he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, servers aren't working. I'm gonna go play something else for a little bit." Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I mean, we talk about all the time on this channel, but like just. We're notorious at this point of like, if there's an issue, like we're not gonna we're not gonna fucking get crazy about it. Yeah. If it's like a long-standing issue, it gets hard to deny there's a problem. But For I'm sure. still not gonna sensationalize it almost fucking ever. It's never gonna happen. Because yeah. I don't give a fuck that much. Um, if they're blatantly fucking you, yeah, I'll have an issue with that. But then that that becomes a different topic. Uh, but when the game first comes out, yeah, in a perfect world, if it ran smooth, that'd be amazing. But yeah, I've and, just, I, and I understand the mentality of like, you know, you paid for a product sure. to work. I get that. But at the same time, like what game does anymore? <laughs> yeah. Um, not saying that's a good excuse. There were, there was a bunch of people on steam, like, um, <laughs> their communication on what, what, uh, nine or 12 meant, whether that was midnight or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, noon, they didn't put a PM or AM. And a bunch of people thought that when it said 12 East Coast and 9 West Coast, they thought it meant 9 p.m. release. And so a bunch of people on Steam were trying to play and they got fucking pissed because they meant 9 a.m. the next day. Yeah. And uh, and I was surprised. I was like, oh, shit. But I was like, I'll just play something else. That's fine. I started looking through the community stuff, though. And people were like, I'm fucking refunding this. I can't believe they lied to us. And people were like, they didn't lie to you. They literally said, like, if you read their blog, they fucking said that, that it was going to be 9 a.m. on the West Coast. And admittedly... I looked at the picture. It doesn't say that. Yeah. If you're just looking at the picture, you didn't get that info. But I guess they did, you know, communicate that. So um, that's I bad am, communication, but it's not lying. I am an advocate advocate of like looking into shit before you yeah. purchase. Like know what you're what you're getting into. But there's all these people going like, I'm refunding this shit. I'm like, you're gonna refund the game because you can't play it for a couple hours. Yeah. Like that's wild. But you know that's your money, it man. Your Fucking money. that's your money. Refund it if you want to. But you're gonna buy it. In a couple hours, anyway. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah, and I, and I feel like I'm preaching to the choir, but like, there's a there's a responsibility, obviously, of the person making a product, but there's also a responsibility as a consumer 100%. to not make stupid purchases. Sure. So, I uh, I've known somebody who bought, uh, I think it was like a during the Xbox 360 era, but they had bought that like digital arcade version. And they like looked at the box. It showed a bunch of controllers and games, and like they they're like, dude, it didn't come with the controllers or the games. I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it had it on the box in the picture. I'm like, I was like, what? I was like, what does it say on the back of what's what's inside? And he's like, I don't know. It just showed on the on the case. And he's like, and it has like no memory. I'm like, holy fuck, dude, you gotta <laughs> you're gonna spend a couple hundred bucks on something. You should probably read. Like, you know, what the hell you're getting. Dude, I'm bad about spending 50 bucks and not knowing what the fuck I'm buying. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I don't want to bitch too much about people not doing their research, but it was just very apparent that that, that was a thing yeah. when this game came out. And what I'm trying to get to, because I'm going to talk about my, my thoughts on Outriders since it's the only game I can talk about in a sec, but um, 
they they had a couple hiccups. Um, I think everything's running smooth now. But the thing that's really fucking cool, and this is this is great. I'd love to see other companies do this. Um, is they've already they don't know exactly what it's going to be, but they're going to be rewarding people who played during that time. Um, they're going to be giving out. Uh, there's an emote and a couple other things. A legendary weapon people are going to get, and then they're going to be giving you. I forgot what it is. Some kind of currency or something. But they're going to give you as much of that currency as your highest level character. Um, so if you played during that time where they're having those problems, they're going to reward you. So and I, I should be getting rewarded like anybody else who played early on. So um, do I think they need to do that? Fuck no. But do I think it's no. cool? Hell yeah. Because like that's just showing that they acknowledge, hey, man, there was fucking hiccups. Let's yeah. let's just be like, hey, thanks for sticking around. I think it's a good thing. Um, but again, I don't think people need to do that. I think people should be understanding to a certain degree also. You know, unless it's like like a brink situation where for two weeks the game just doesn't fucking work, that will destroy your game. That's a different thing. And that but was um, a purchase I made day one. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that's really cool they're doing that. Anyway, when it comes to Outriders, um, I'm enjoying the story. I kind of talked about it already, so I'll try and be brief about it. I'm enjoying the story uh, still, um, even though I think the main character is inconsistent and kind of. Uh, goes from serious to real fucking dorky real fast. It's weird. Like I, uh, <laughs> not even just in this game, but in other games, I've been just going majournal uh, because <laughs> we were playing Outriders. And I think there was a part of the sentence before that he might have said, but he just walked up, found some papers on the ground, and he just went majournal, and like I picked it up, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck was that? And ever since then, me and Josh just been saying majournal. Um, which is just so weird. Also, I don't know if you guys watched The Boys. Have you guys seen it? It's a show about like uh, superheroes, but it's like fucked up. It's it's a pretty cool show. Um, the guy who plays Homelander plays the male version of the main character in uh, Outriders, which is really interesting. He does a great job in The Boys. I don't want to say he does a bad job in Outriders, but he sounds he's in, he's so inconsistent. It's like problem. Well, me and Josh, mm-hmm. Josh was like, it sounds like he phoned it. I'm like, it literally sounds like he phoned it. And it sounded like they fucking called him up and went, hey, say this. He's like, say, say my journal. My journal? Yeah, perfect. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, and they're like, now say this. Say that? Yeah, yeah, perfect. And they just took it. Because um, it's, it's it's totally so inconsistent. Um, but anyway, story's cool. Uh, voice acting's not even that bad for the most part outside of the main character. Uh, combat's fun, although... I'm getting to a po- point where like some of the enemies are starting to feel like big old fucking bullet sponges. They'll just, like walk around and they'll fucking just unload at you. And when you have a chance, you just go just unload into them for a while. Obviously you want to aim for their critical spots, but still like it takes like a shit little bullets. Um, so I wish there was a little more interesting elements to the fight. Luckily there is bosses that have like circles to stay out of, I guess. But, um, and they can be pretty challenging, which is nice. It's refreshing, but they're also bullet sponges. I feel like I'm just there for 20 minutes shooting the thing. Um, and yeah, the, the guns are cool. Uh, the moves are cool. I'm playing a trickster for anybody who's curious. And I'm enjoying that a lot. Apparently, they're getting nerfed, and I completely understand. Uh, they do feel OP. Um, I have a lot of things stacked where I just do extra damage on top of extra damage. And when I have that all going at once, uh, I just melt dudes, even like, you know, mini bosses and stuff. I'll just shoot them in the face and their health, health bar goes. Um, though I am very squishy right now. I need to fix that. Cause there's been a couple times where I just go and just die instantly. I'm like, Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I need to retool this, uh, 
this build that I'm working on. Luckily in the game, you can respec at any time at no cost. So that's uh, nice, although I hate that in games. I like there to be some kind of cost because I want to have to actually sit there and think about my build and not just go, well, I'll just fucking fix it. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to complain either because it just it, it works. Um, multiplayer seems to work just fine outside of the problems we're having on that one day. I've only played with Josh so far since the game released, and it's been fun. He's playing Devastator or whatever, the tank character. Um, seems to be pretty cool. We don't seem to have a whole lot of synergy, which kind of is uh, feels kind of shitty. Uh, some of my moves he can definitely benefit from, and I guess I could benefit from some of his moves, but he has one where he like puts out a shield in front of him and just walks with it, and it blocks bullets. But I'm like, I'm not going to be back here. Yeah, I'm never going to be behind you. Like, I, I teleport all over the map. That's what I do. So, you know, maybe for a different class, it'd be more uh, useful, I guess. I'm, my, my whole tactic is to teleport behind people, turn on my fucking buffed up bullet move, and just unload into people. Um, man, overall pretty cool. You haven't had a chance to play yet? Uh-uh. Hmm. Gotta get you to play it. No, in fact... Uh... If you watch our, our stream that we did on um, <coughs> Zombie Army 4, uh, there's some commentary in the beginning because when I was gifted Outriders, Steam started downloading it immediately and killed, oh, killed yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah, we were streaming for like three minutes. And then also I looked and said I wasn't streaming. I'm like, what? And it was around the time you said you started downloading Outriders. And then also I looked again and said we're streaming. And it literally streamed for three minutes and then hiccuped and then started streaming on its own. And I was like, God damn it. Yeah, close Steam. I was like, God damn it, Steam. So I had to like get rid of that three-minute stream. Steam reminds me of useless. like Xbox 360 days, Xbox Live, where like it's just a straw in your fucking dude, the Xbox, milkshake. Xbox One was like that too. Is it? Yeah, dude. That thing fucking is like, oh, you got internet? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this. It's what crazy. about the other things? No, no, no. i got to use this. This is my internet now. <laughs> it's Microsoft's internet now. Um. But yeah, overall, so so far, Outriders is really fun. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm like super addicted to it and I'm like in love with it, but I think it's a solid game. I think it's fun. I think it does a lot of things really well. Um, I think it does a really good job at kind of mixing um, third-person action RPGs with like looter shooters, even though I know it's not trying to be like a um, games-as-a-service looter shooter. It's hard to deny. It's definitely fucking inspired by them. But it does feel... I, I had somebody in my stream kind of like... I wouldn't say they were complaining, but they were kind of like commenting on like, it doesn't feel like you get enough loot. And I, I do feel, even though sometimes I'm finding boxes constantly, I do feel like it's trying to hold back on that because it is trying to be more of an RPG than a looter shooter. Yeah. Um, and I kind of like that because some games go overboard where I can't fucking savor the flavor of a weapon or gear because I'm already getting something brand new every five seconds. So I kind of like that. There's a balance that you really got to hit. Yeah. Um, Torchlight 2 is one of my favorite RPGs ever. But holy shit, they give you gear nonstop. And I'm just like, I find something exciting. I'm like, fuck yeah. And I use it for five seconds. And I got something replacing. I'm like, I appreciate that you guys made this much gear. I really think that's great. But at the same time, I kind of fucking hate it. Torchlight 2 is just like, you want some serotonin? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> look, you're being rewarded at all times. You're being rewarded for being rewarded. You're such a good boy. Here's some new stuff. And I'm like, dude, stop. This is too much. Um, and this game doesn't do that. So um, it does seem like I get to kind of hold on to things and use them for a while. So, yeah, fun game. Definitely will be playing more. Do you plan on uh, beating it? Just like Remnant. Those are my two games. I'm just like, I'm going to beat these fucking games. And apparently it's got an end game, so I'm curious about that as well. Although, 
Uh, Josh was saying devastators, I guess, get kicked on public uh, in public rooms because they just don't do the DPS people want, um, which kind of makes sense because when we play together, he definitely is tankier than me, but I do way more damage than him. So, uh-huh. and it makes sense to me in my head of like playing with people who are like trying to get shit done, speed run things, and you're holding them back in any kind of game. They're going to be uh, not as welcoming. So hopefully they can do something to rebalance that character, make it more viable in Endgame. Although I'm not worried about it because uh, I'll, I'll play with Josh. As, if he's a devastator, I'm not going to be like, well, you're not doing enough DPS. Yeah, I mean, you're going to run into that. And unfortunately, everything. Everything. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah. That's what I've been playing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll get the ones I can't talk about first out of the way. Uh, I've been playing Neo 2. Um, can't really talk about it, but I've put some hours into it now. Um, Sick. Played Zombie Army 4. Keep having to look at your thing to like remember the name of that. Dead War. <laughs> I think it's called. Yeah. Whatever. Zombie 4. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, can't really talk about it, but we did stream it. Like Seth said, make sure to check that out. Um, earlier, you brought up voice acting, and for some reason, that kind of uh, made me think uh, of in Final Fantasy XIV, which I've been playing. Uh, the voice actor for one of the main characters in Shadowbringers is the guy who plays the the son of King Baratheon in Game of Thrones and he's also in Skins oh yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. The, he's the voice actor for that character he does really hmm. good um interesting can't remember his name Ardbert <clears throat> so um so yeah we've been uh raiding still uh l- was it last week this one we have two weeks I get really thrown off on what I've done um <laughs> We, we still haven't beaten the third fight out of the four in the raid yet, but we did finally hit uh, Enrage, which is basically the attack that goes, okay, the fight's over, you didn't do enough damage, um, so I'm just going to kill everybody. Uh, but we got to see that finally, which means we're almost done. Like We just have to like clean it up, do better damage, and we'll have beaten that fight. So that's exciting. It was nice to be able to see that because we've been kind of stuck on that fight for a while now. Um yeah, trying to take care of some stuff in the game right now, too, because they have a couple events running right now, and the patch is coming out next week that adds more story that's going to start prepping for the expansion. So Cool. Yeah, I'm running out of time to knock stuff out, so I need to get in there and do that stuff. Um, so it seems like outside of you guys raiding, you've been playing other things. Yeah, we're, it's been a dry spell for a yeah. while. A patch, big, major patch is next week, so... Um, you excited? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what the expansion is going to be like. So this is the beginning of that. Um, they only showed the trailer, right? They showed a partial trailer. Yeah. We'll get the full thing next month. Cool. Yep. Fan fest is next month. So, uh, you'll be off that week. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to fan fest cause full trailer. They're going to announce the second, job they're adding to the game um and then hopefully we'll see some more of like just the information like on the raids and stuff like that because they named them but we didn't get to see anything 
and I want to see the concerts for FanFest because that'll be fun. We'll definitely have to cover that on the show. They're going to be long events, so... Well, we're not going to watch no yeah. like four or five hour event thing unless you want to do that. <laughs> no, no, I was going to say but, it'll have to be a summary thing. But yeah, if we, if we can just watch like the the, the you know cliff notes of it, the yeah. trailers, the reveals, stuff like that. For sure, for sure. Um, let's see what else? Uh, I bought Monster Hunter Rise. Congratulations! <laughs> Yay! Um, and a pro controller to play it. Sick. I haven't, I haven't turned it on yet. <laughs> Uh, I'm, Too many games. I, yeah, I brought up earlier with Outriders as, as well. Uh, the amount of games we we have to play this month um, is not abnormal, but the titles that we have to play are not small sits. You played Zombie Arm before? Quite sure. A bit. We still got to play the two single player games. And well, you're not you're not going to be Days Gone unless you just really dig it. Well, it, well, and I, who knows, right? But. Uh, yeah, it's just regardless, it's a lot of like full games this month. So versus like sometimes we get like small indie games that are easy to kind of digest real quick. Ooh, I didn't mention this. Just thinking about the games we got to play, I bought all the Oddworld games on Steam because I was like, "Holy fuck, this is a new Oddworld! It's so crazy." So I play a little bit, and I'm not gonna talk about it. But like, uh, it's like holy shit! Like it's been so long since I played Oddworld. I forgot I like really like Oddworld, like the series, and. uh so I looked into like how many Oddworld games came out because I didn't look into new and taste and stuff like that, and uh, I just ended up buying. It. Dude, like fucking all of them are like four bucks a piece. So I just like bought them all. I was like fuck it, dude. Like, <laughs> and I think it's kind of interesting too. Is I know new and tasty is like a reimagined version of the original uh, Abe's Odyssey, but I didn't realize that Soulstorm is apparently a reimagining of Abe's Exodus. Huh. So this is a sequel hmm. to New and Tasty. And I guess New and Tasty is actually pretty different than the original Odyssey. It's just the same story, but it's reimagined a different way. Like, I was watching a thing saying they're, like, completely different games. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Um, let's see. Played Minecraft. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Actually, I played it uh, only once in the last week. What a shame. But uh, I built an EXP farm, and it's not working properly. I think it's a big reason I haven't hopped on is because I know I have to fix it. So um, that was like one time back, way back in the day, when I started like getting into redstone mm-hmm. and started doing experiments and stuff. When I was making like transforming rooms and shit, I got pretty good at using it. But at first, like I would do this huge multi-hour project with redstone. And I'm like just planning in my head this crazy fucking elaborate system of stuff and then like i'd hit the switch and some stuff would work and other things wouldn't work and i'd be like i'll come back to this later and then i wouldn't want to log in because i'm like i'm not i'm not an electrician i'm not a fucking engineer man i don't i'm just trying to have fun dude i'm not trying to sit here and fucking work on the electricity dude i don't want to do this yeah i think i think my problem is um the way spawning works in the game i have a feeling something is too close that is allowing for spawning and i need to figure out what that is and get rid of it so that the only place for them to spawn is in the box i've built so i gotta figure that out i just don't want to right now <laughs> um i know i've played other stuff oh i bought uh audio surf 2 i wanted to like listen holy to- shit yeah i wanted to listen to some music the other day and I also just didn't want to just sit there idly, so I went ahead and picked that up. Um, 
I, I remember Audio Surf being different for some reason in my head than, than when I played it because it's literally just like going down a roller coaster trying to get a high score, and that's all it is. You don't lose. So Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. There's like five modes like a, in the like original. A, a rhythm game where there's like a failure option, and, and this one doesn't do I that. I don't know about the failure part, but it is a rhythm game. Yeah, no. it, it generates the things you're dodging and the things you're collecting. Um, and you're trying to fill the box up completely as best as possible. Yeah, but there was, but I, I haven't played Audio Surf 2, which is crazy because I fucking loved the original one. I used to play it all the time just because I was like blown away by its ability to kind of map these oh, levels. It's, it's still neat. Yeah. Yeah. Way. But I have not played 2. Um, also, in an era where people are streaming music, it almost seems um, weird to to play it like I that. had to I had to go to iTunes and actually download my music so because yeah. I usually stream it through um, instead but I've actually been wanting to hop in there and play like all my music that I've made just go through the albums and stuff that'd be kind of fun um, I also be curious to see what it generates based off my music but um but yeah I don't I don't know uh, I don't know what modes that one has because in the original one there was like there's different characters you play and there are different types of games. I, and I remember all that. Yeah. Um, so the default mode, like your ship doesn't have any abilities and you just go down a track. And if you collect the orbs, you get a box filled. And if you collect a sound wave, you lose a box. Mm. And that's it. And you're just trying to get a higher score than other people like in your area, in your country or worldwide type of deal. Um, if they make an audio surf three, they should make it connect to your Spotify. So AudioSurf 2 used to connect to YouTube, I guess, but a they got rid of it in a patch. So I have a feeling they got in trouble. Oh, they got in trouble, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. <laughs> there is a uh, unofficial YouTube thing since it has Steam Workshop support and everything. So well, they they should do not that I need to be giving them ideas, but like uh, if it's like a, a matter of like you know whatever kind of rules if you're listening to spotify and you're not paying for spotify and you're playing it through there you should have to listen to the ads yeah. in game too like i think that'd be completely fair um and then if you're paying for it fuck it you're already paying yeah. for the premium service just let let audio surf access those songs you're listening to you're doing the same thing you're just playing a game with it um, you could do that with anything anyway you could listen to music while playing any game so anyway. no that's cool um so i do need to go through the other game modes though because i do think there is the classic mode is in there i think um, and they also have a co-op mode, which I thought was kind of weird and a versus mode. So there's, there's stuff in there. I just haven't really like played around with it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, but it is kind of nice to just kind of like chill and like actually like do something though. But I'm just, I got both, you know, headphones on both ears and I'm just kind of like listening to my music and it was needed that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I played something else too and I. Oh, I've played plenty of things. I'm sure obviously, you have too. Obviously not worth. Oh, I bought. This is gonna be a weird one. Um, I don't know what the Japanese name is, but it roughly translates to considerate. Um, oh, that game, yeah. Yeah, they are WarioWare style mini games where you are going through scenarios where you essentially have to read the room, um, and the idea is to be as polite as possible. But there's also a not polite version and a funny Easter egg version in every map. So. Uh, gives it replayability. This is a co-op mode, which I've never seen because everyone I've seen stream it um, has only played single player. And when I played it, I only played single player. So that's something I'd be curious to try. I have it. 
Yeah, so we should this is how fucking easy it is to sell games to me. Chevy just was like, there's a game called Consider on Switch. I was like, it's on Switch, huh? I went and grabbed my Switch, and I started looking it up. I'm like, what is it called? Like, I already forgot. He's like, Consider it. I'm like, looking it up. I'm like, what? And he's like, Consider it. I'm like, there's three of them. He's like, yeah, they're only like four bucks or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. And I just like bought them. He's like, yeah, they're kind of like WarioWare. I'm like, okay. And I bought them. Yeah. I haven't played them yet. They're fun. They're charming games. So, I like the art style, though. It's very minimal. Yeah, well, like an example of like one is like you're playing as uh, in one scenario, you're the, the girl in a relationship and you're trying to ask nicely for something and the correct response is to kind of be cute and be like, please. But you can like grovel if you push the button too far or you can like put your nose up and eventually like do this weird pointing thing at them like you're demanding as well. So in one of the previews, I saw someone sitting on like a subway and someone came walking on and there's like a spot where they could sit and it showed your character and it's like, oh. <gasps> And like it's like, what are you gonna do? Yep. I was like, okay, I'm sold. <laughs> you can either <laughs> like this is stupid. Not move out of the way. Move out of their way. You can sit on someone else's lap. It's like, like how it's <laughs> zoomed in on your character, just like, what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, They're not like deep games or anything, but yeah, if you're if you're into like quirky. Uh, you know, mini game stuff. They, they they're neat. I would totally recommend picking them up. They're five bucks. So that's what I've been playing. All right, Chris, what have you been playing? Uh, I've also been playing Final Fantasy XIV, doing raiding, getting tombstone stuff, you know, event stuff. Nothing crazy to report there. Uh, I've been playing Overwatch uh, because they brought back their event for the PvE stuff. So it's just you and three other people doing, you know, fighting bots. Uh, I really enjoy that. But there's no new events going on. It's just the old three events from the past that they brought back to play. Um I've been playing Monster Hunter Rise. I got to high rank. So the the, the difficulty jump between what was normal, the normal rank, and high rank is, is considerable. Um, I remember playing the normal rank and be like, this is really fucking easy. What did they do to this game? I don't understand what happened. And then I went to high rank and I, I'm like fainting and like getting my ass handed to me. I'm like, okay, okay, this is what I remember. I kind of assumed this game was going to be easier than what we're used to anyway, just because it's on switch not everybody's going to have a pro controller so they're going to be using the normal controller and they have the normal setup and so they got to make it accessible to everybody but then it makes sense that yeah when you go to high rank that they would go okay well you've earned the harder setting so we're going to actually make this more difficult but i kind of had a hunch when playing the demo i was like this is probably going to be a little more slow paced possibly than uh maybe a little more casual feeling at least on the initial first hunts yeah, I definitely play it a little more casual than I have previous Monster Hunters. I'll do, come in and do like a hunt or two, maybe three, and then I'll I'll swap off for a couple hours. Um, but it's definitely fun. It's definitely Monster Hunter. It's definitely like a mix between world and like old school Monster mm-hmm. Hunter, which I really enjoy. That's what I liked too. Let me let's let's address the elephant in the room. So people on Twitter have been complaining about the game not having enough content. And then other people in the defense of the game, and I haven't played it much. I played the demo. I made my character. That's as far as I am in the game. Um, So Mm -hmm. I can't speak on this. Uh, You've played it more than I have, obviously. Um, And obviously anyone watching, let us know in the comments what you think on this. Well, people are saying the game doesn't have enough content, though. And people defending it are saying that the game just came out and they're going to support it and release more and stuff like that. What do you think about that, given what you've played so far? Uh... Well, I, I mean, I'm not chewing through it really fast, so I'm not feeling the lack of content. Um, but it is, I, I'm not going to say it's not out of the realm of possibility, but like you said, they support these games. They have a history of supporting Monster Hunter 
in the past, all the Monster Hunter games have been supported for extended amounts of time. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a lot of new content with it. Um, I just, you know, you're just kind of used to playing world where you have like a vast world and, and, and uh, the, the expansion, I'm blanking the name on it. Um, but you just, that's a lot of content there, but that was parsed out over a period of time. So, you know, kind of gives them a little breathing room, you know, just bringing it back to, you know, kind of a handheld ish style console. Um, it's going to be a little slower pace, but just, you know, have faith that they all, they always, always add more monsters that always add shit tons of events to do with online content. It's, it's gonna be there. Yeah. It's just, it's probably a little slower than what you're, you're hoping for. Yeah. My take on it is as somebody who's played the prior monster games, um, obviously, and has barely played this one, but just out of what I'm hearing from people, world was supported so well and all the monster games are supported well, but world was supported really fucking well. And I think it's cause they have made that their flagship game. And it's the one that really brought people who are not playing monster hunter into monster. Hunter. Um, the amount mm-hmm. of people I know who talk about monster Hunter now, were not playing it before world came out. So many people I know never played monster hunter until world came out. Um, and so it made a shitload of sense. I don't expect anyone to do this, but it makes a shitload of sense to support the fuck out of that game. Um, cause it's kind of solidifies that, that, you know, they, they are, are uh, supporting this game and making sure people are having fun as for as long as they can. And so I've been thinking about rise is like, you know, it is kind of a departure in the sense of like, um, not departure. It's kind of like a callback to the older uh, monster games. I still view it though. as like, it's a smaller project. It's on a, on a lesser console. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just not as powerful. So it's not gonna be able to do something so as big I as have heard world that they made that RE engine run silky smooth in the switch. It, it runs great. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't mm-hmm. look as good mm-hmm. and it's, and it's less detailed. Um, even in like the amount of things are on screen, stuff like that, but like it, yeah, it plays great. Um, yeah. my point is though, is I don't think they're going to put the same amount of time and effort into this game. I could be wrong. Uh, into this as they did world so people who played world and saw what they did there that wasn't just like crazy support for monster hunter that's crazy support for fucking almost any game that that exists outside of an mmo they support that game for fucking so long with so much content two years that if that's the standard you think that will go into rise that'd be great if it does i wouldn't i wouldn't suspect that though i wouldn't i wouldn't expect that because um they're gonna want to make world too and when that comes out, people are going to fucking be stoked for it or whatever the next big, you know, main, uh, you know, current gen game is going to be. Uh, that's going to they're, they're going to start working on that soon. They've stopped support on on world. I think that happened, right? Didn't they just release no, something or they release something soon? No, I don't think there's going to be. I don't think they're developing new content for you. Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Not like <clears throat> server <throat> support like that. Um, and they're going to do stuff with Rise. But whatever the next game is, like the big one, that's probably what they're planning for next. Um, I don't not imagine. not everybody's on Switch. Well, I don't imagine they're gonna. Uh, they'll probably treat it like they treat every Monster Hunter, and it'll get supported for uh, probably about a year. Yeah. So. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, I don't think you are you gonna get like a a fucking expansion to it and shit. I don't know. I don't no, think that, so. I mean, that was weird for World. That's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, so, like, was, if you're yeah. coming from World, especially if you're somebody who just got a Monster Hunter from World, and you're playing Rise, and you're going, like, this doesn't have enough content. Again, I can't. I'm not talking from experience. But just from what I'm hearing, 
I would be surprised if it's the same support as World did, just because World was fucking huge for Capcom. It was it sold fucking crazy. It it took a game that they've been making, making since fucking PS2, and put it on the map for everybody. Everybody knows what Monster Hunter is now. Yeah. Before World, fucking it, it was a niche crowd that was growing slowly. Um, yeah. And so, anyway, I'm not trying to just rant here or whatever, but, like, people complain about the content. I mean, maybe you burned through it quickly. I kind of did that with the world when it first came out. I, I got to the end real fucking fast. Uh, luckily, that game has plenty to do in it. But, um, but yeah, I would just I would just wait on it. Um, maybe do what Chris is doing. Kind of savor it. Just kind of take your time with it. Um, and they will support it. I'd be surprised if they didn't. It'd be the first Monster Hunter they don't support. Um, and and yeah. add stuff too. But if you're expecting what they did with World, I don't know if you're going to get that. Just because that game was a big deal. Like that that was a big deal for us. It was a big deal for Capcom. It was a big deal for everything. Um, and so and I only assume you're going to get something like that when the next big Monster Hunter comes out. Like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I haven't played it much. So. But yeah. I just I've, I've seen I've seen it now. People complaining about the game not having enough to it, and I'm just like it's a, it's a portable mobile game. Like I don't know. I I'm sure it has plenty of plenty to do. I everyone I know in real life fucking is enjoying it. So yeah, yeah. I just I honestly feel it falls into the camp of of people who uh, absorbed it too quick and they just, they already want more. And um, you know this is. You know, going to be bad news for those people, but you'll never be satisfied. You're always going to want more. So it's fair. Yep. Yep. The sooner you realize that, the better. Um, as someone who plays MMOs, you hit that point. <laughs> you know, I've been playing a game for years and years and years, and I just want more and more and more and more and more. They can only develop so fast, man. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, and I don't I don't think Monster Hunter Rise is their main effort. I think it's something they did kind of on the side. And they're going to, you know, I, I played it. I like it. It plays great. But uh well, Monster Hunter was uh I pretty sure at least like an annual title there for a while where it was like Monster Hunter 3 and then another version of Monster Hunter Three came out the next, you know, the next year type thing, and then it was Monster Hunter Four, and then another version, and then I think they did it a couple and, times, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, World being supported for that length of time, like was brought up, that was kind of a weird one, um, but it was because of just the sheer number of people still playing the success. It. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a smart move. Yeah, yeah. they made people real at home for a long time with that they, game they technically sold you two games anyways because ice uh iceborne iceborne mm-hmm. was 40 bucks but it was a full last game again it's yeah. literally world all over again you just started over yeah just a yep. little less but still and then they added more to it so, so it's like they kept adding shit to the game yeah they're already supporting the game adding more and more and then they added expansion added more and more and more and it's like holy shit so to most people who bought both parts brand new they got a hundred bucks out of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, not a lot of people I know bought on PC as well later. So it's like, yeah, they definitely made their money. Yep. Anyways, yep. enjoy yeah. your games. And when you run out of content and it's a game like that, play something else for a little while, come back, 
when they have more stuff for you to do. Well, I don't want to discredit anybody who like maybe you know that was their game they're gonna buy with the sixty bucks they had, and maybe they feel like it doesn't have as much as like prior games they played, and maybe they feel disappointed. I think I think you can have that conversation in responsible ways, but you know nowadays the internet people people don't have these nuanced conversations that we have here on this channel um, with you guys. Uh, but, you know, they just kind of go, fuck this game. This isn't as good as I wanted it to be. They ruined Monster Hunter. I haven't seen that one yet, but I'm sure somebody out there has said it. Um, I know the internet too well. Um, They're definitely a minority. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, you don't have these productive conversations on, on you know, what actually is the issue going on. What what do you think they could have added? Blah, 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 blah. But, again, I don't want to make it sound like everybody thinks this. Like I said, most people I know. I don't know anybody complaining about it. They're li- they're liking it. I like it. So I just think it's interesting. It's been a growing topic I've seen in the last couple of days. It's yeah, I haven't people seen People defending the game and people attacking the game. But I do believe that for sure. Okay. Can't appease everybody. No. No, you never will. That's why I tell yeah. people, like, sometimes things aren't for you. It's fine. Yeah, it's totally play something. fine. There's, there's a bunch of shit. It's not for me. Does everything have to be for you? No. No. Yes. It shouldn't be either. Absolutely. Everything needs I to would, be for me. I'd be I'd be so fucking bored if everything was just meant for everybody. <laughs> be yeah. so bland. What else you been playing? Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, I've been playing Neo 2. Can't talk about it, but uh, I put, I've put some time into Neo 2. <laughs> you beaten it? No. No, 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 no. But I think I might be close. <laughs> yeah, I heard there's more more content than the original. I watched mm-hmm. a few videos recently, and apparently the amount of content is pretty ridiculous. It's cool. I thought yeah. the first game had plenty of shit to do, especially after you beat it. There's still shit to do. In typical Souls games like style fashion, New Game Plus unlocks more stuff. Hmm. So, yep. of course, and of course it's a looter. Yeah, yeah, loot, loot. That's like one of my favorite things about Neo outside of the combat is awesome is uh, you could sit there and like look for gear. And it has Diablo like style systems where you can like modify stats and mm-hmm. stuff. It's, it's a big mm-hmm. ass game. There's a I'm lot gonna, to do. I'm going to refrain from talking about too much because I almost just kind of started saying stuff about my opinions on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Um, and then the last game I've been playing, I just started playing it today and I've been playing it all day, is uh, Dead Cell. Sick. Yeah, little roguelike. It's a it's a lot of fun. That is uh, kind of, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, roguelikes. I enjoy it a lot. It's it's pixely. It's kind of old schooly looking, but super smooth and uh, has a lot of variety in every run. Although I always tend to gravitate towards the magic ability, so like the lightning whip and the freeze, like are my go to for everything. I like being able to just CC everything to death. <laughs> Dude, I fucking, I love getting, like, two turrets and just throwing them on the ground and then fighting them while my turrets unload on them. Like, that's one of my go-tos. Then every once in a while, I, like, try and do, like, a ranged build or whatever. But uh, that game is fucking buttery smooth, plays fantastic. The action's awesome and fast-paced. It almost feels like you gotta go fast. Like, you don't have to, but half the time, I'm like, I gotta move, I gotta move. And I'm, like, just jumping around, swinging and shooting, stuff like that. Um 
And there's a really cool thing too. I watched uh, a little video on um, the people who made it and they're talking about how they wanted the game to feel good when you play it. And they didn't want to punish you over stupid little things like jumping at a ledge and not making it correctly. Like your pixel might not touch the corner so you just don't land. So they made it so even if you get close to it, your guy will step up on it because they didn't yep. want that to be a factor in like how you died. And, uh, you know, first you're like, well, you know, they're making that easier for other people. I was like, no, 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 they just don't want to emphasize that. That's not part of the game. They want you to die from the combat. They Not that like, oh, man, I missed the edge by this little bit. And I kind of really appreciate their game design, especially when you, I've, I've played that game a lot. And uh, and it's, it's still, that's not a game like I go out of my way to play anymore. But when I do just like, I've like, like Netflix been looking through my PS4, my PS5. I'm like, what am I going to play? What am I going to play? And I'll play Dead Cells while I wait. And think of a game to play. I just play Dead Cells. And I'm just, I'm just playing it <laughs> the rest of the night, and then I go to bed. It's just such an easy game to play. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really fun because the combat, like, really, like you said, it feels like you want to go faster, and faster, and mm-hmm. and the combat really kind of pushes you with that because the more you kill things, the faster your character starts moving. You get like this momentum going. So you start zipping through things, and if you're good enough, you can really like start clobbering enemies and just cruise through levels it's really fun yeah there's also like um, there's like doors and stuff that will lock in a certain amount of time too so it does benefit you to move fast as well but obviously you don't have to Mm -hmm. you're just trying to stay alive right right and there's references galore in the game i mean i found a half-life right i found a head crab on the body and i got the crowbar the suit from half-life so Mm -hmm. that's really cool um you like hades you like dead cells have you played uh rogue legacy I have not, but I watched a lot of it's a lot of YouTube on it. So good, and Rogue Legacy Two's out. I still haven't played it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was in early access. So I was like, I wanted to wait till it's done before I played it. But uh, but I definitely, if you like those games, play Rogue Legacy. It's it's fucking awesome. So this is the one where you're rebuilding the city. Oh, Moonlighter. Moonlighter. Yeah, yeah. Moonlighter's really cool. Um, I still haven't played Gravekeeper or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. where you're like you have to no no gravekeeper gravekeeper's like um, that's like a that's it's the wrong game a lifestyle Um, game game where they call it there's a game yeah yeah that's that's not the kind of game there's a game I can't remember there's a rogue like similar to like Moonlighter I don't know what the fuck it is now but yeah it had like other features as well as not just yeah the combat I play more Moonlighter (laughs) that game is fucking sick. It's funny. I used there's to a couple not roguelikes, like roguelikes I got from Game Pass. There's like uh, Slay the Spire that I beat with all three characters. I unlocked the hidden character. Uh, been playing Dead Cell. There's something about I can't remember the name of it, but you're like a miner, like a pickaxe Splunky? miner. No, it's not Splunky. Uh, it's I saw someone play it once. You you literally like go around like a mine, like a top down mine. You just like kill things with a pickaxe and stuff like that. I have to, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I, that's not drawing. I can't think of what that is. There's a couple one, couple roguelikes on Game Pass that I just you know I was like, man, I got in a mood to just download a bunch of them. Might as well, yeah. Yeah, buying them so yeah, perfect time to play them. But yeah, that, that's all I've been playing. Cool. Sounds like some good games. Anything else? We got a whole ass 48 minute video to watch. All right. Let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games would you recommend? What games are you planning on playing soon? Games you're not planning on playing? You play something you hate? Let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. Um, 
All right, so we have a video to watch. It is Path of Exile, full presentation. Apparently they did a digital event uh, in the last like 24 hours showing off uh, new uh, season for Path of Exile, um, DLC, and uh, the most exciting thing for me, Path of Exile 2. Uh, there's a trailer and a gameplay walkthrough talking about what to expect from this game. So uh, we're gonna watch that, we're gonna talk about it, but quickly, um, we've, talking about Path of Exile quite a bit on this channel. I wouldn't say like we're huge fans and we know everything about it, so don't expect that from us. But I can speak for myself easily here and say that I, I really like Path of Exile a lot. Um, we've played it twice on the channel and reviewed it twice on the channel. So if you're curious about our thoughts on that, make sure to check out those episodes where we played it for a month and talked about it. We did that recently. I'm sure at some point we'll play Path of Exile again on the channel and review it again. Uh, it is a game that's going on forever. And with Path of Exile 2 coming out, it gives us another excuse to play it. So uh, I'm highly anticipating watching this because I really love Path of Exile. I think it's one of the best ARPGs ever made. And um, I can't wait to see what they do with Path of Exile 2. I'm also curious to see what they're going to be doing to support Path of Exile moving into the sequel because they're doing that weird Overwatch 2 thing where they're just going to kind of merge it into the next game. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's really interesting. So, yeah, uh, thoughts before we jump into watching this video. Are you guys anticipating Path of Exile 2 or anything about Path of Exile? Um, like I said, we've reviewed it before. So me and Chevy have reviewed it high both times. Chris reviewed it high one time and reviewed it fine the second time. So... <laughs> Yeah. Just to kind of give people an idea of like you know how much we like it. Um, really, I'm just kind of curious to see what they're gonna do differently with Path of Exile 2 because uh, you know when they made Path of Exile, they were just making a game they wanted to play uh, that just happened to get traction, and now they have uh, more of a a fan base. Uh, and I assume uh, financial backing now. Do Path of Exile came out? I think 2013. Yeah, it's been a while. So shit's been out for yeah. a while. It's crazy. Um, so I am I am kind of interested to see what uh, kind of steps they're taking. Like, how much are they going to change up? Like, skill tree stuff. Is that going to be similar system? They got a new idea they want to go with there. Is combat going to be the same? Like, speed? Are they going to speed it up? More hyper-like? Are they going to keep... That is something I'm curious about. Is, like, Path of Exile is, like, notorious for its skill tree. Yeah. And like just thinking about being the developer and going like we gotta do that again. <laughs> it's already fucked up every time we have to update it. We have right. to do a whole new ass one unless they're not. I don't unless know. Unless they don't, right. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna do. I mean, right, right. they they could go like the Diablo three route, uh, and maybe it's just a, a simplified system. I don't see them doing that, but they could do that. Just like, you know, the pacing between combat and and Diablo's, you know, changes, you know, from each title as well. So um those are more things I'm, I'm, I'm curious about. Um, and then the last thing I'm curious about is like what the game is going to look like because they do have uh, more money now to make a game. Uh, so do they want to keep it faithful to the design they already have established or do they want to kind of flex a little? So That is that is interesting because when the game was made, it was pretty much made by an indie developer mm -hmm. uh, with mm -hmm. you know some, some past in the industry already. Uh, some of the people that worked on Diablo 2. But yeah. like... Um, now that they are established, I would easily say they're established now because it's a really big free-to-play game. And have investors. Um, they have investors. <laughs> yeah. um, they have years of experience working on the original Path of Exile. They are coming into 2 uh, with a lot more uh, to work with. Stability. Um, yeah. 
a lot, you know, more solid ideas and foundation on how to make and uh, execute on their ideas and the funding, I'm sure, and all that stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see, you know, where they start, how big they can start as, you know, opposed to when Path of Exile came out, we beat the content pretty quickly. Yeah, the original like you know couple chapters for the fuck. Yeah, the original game for sure. Yeah, when it first came out, I remember beating. It's like you beating the game, you can keep playing, but this is it. Also, that boss was really fucked up at that time. Originally, yeah, yeah. that was that was really fucked up. Um, I guess the other thing too, I'm, I'm kind of interested too, is like the model they're going to choose. Or is it going to be a uh, premium game? Is going to be a free to play game? Or are you going to keep the same I'm mentality pretty, as they have? Pretty sure but, it's going to be free to play because they think originally, unless they've changed it, they said that this, like stuff was going to carry over from Path of Exile over to Path of Exile Two. Similar to like I remember when I don't know if it's the same now, but like when Overwatch Two was originally announced, they said certain things were just going to carry over. Of course, you're going to have to buy Overwatch Two, but like there's going to be a bunch of stuff that's supposed to carry over. Um, I don't know if that's true anymore, but I remember they said that originally. Um, because that was interesting because Path of Exile 2 got kind of announced around that time too. Right, where right. They had this similar idea of like this weird transition into a sequel as opposed to just dropping a brand new game. Or right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to do something like that. For sure. Well, and, and that's just kind of my whole thing is I do actually have curiosities because I do have some history with the game. I definitely do not play as much as the people who live in that game. Uh, yeah, if anybody's yeah. watching this expecting us to be like name dropping every little detail, every boss, everything that drops in the game, stuff like that, we're not that into it, but we definitely do like the game. So just yeah. mm-hmm. appreciate that we enjoy the game that you enjoy, but we're not experts on it. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. I have to look up builds every time I play the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every time I play the game, all my shit's refunded. I'm like, well, what am I going to build today? Yeah. <laughs> Chris, thoughts before uh, we watch this? Uh, I'm curious to see the art direction that they go with this. Whether, they, like he said, they stick with the old style design, or they go with something newer. I, I'm hoping they go with something newer. It would make sense if they upgraded everything. Um, but like, how are they going to do it? If it's going to be, what really is on my mind is what is going to draw me to play this over Diablo Four, because Diablo Four, even though it's you know it's a premium game, it's, you know you got to buy it. This is supposedly going to be free to play. Hopefully, maybe we don't know. Uh, the grittiness of Diablo Four is really appealing to me. Um, how dark they brought it back to, like really visceral looking uh, and feeling. And if they're going to add that into, you know, the new Path of Exile, they're going to stay with that. You know, because Path of Exile has got blood everywhere. I mean, you don't get away from that. But like, there's something about the new Diablo that's a really, really visceral feeling. Um, and I'm curious as to what you're going to offer me in comparison to that because there's things in diablo 4 that i know of that are kind of throwbacks to older diablos that i really enjoy like the the, the druid class um and that you know what what do you offer me in competition to that kind of like throwback of that nostalgia and that new grittiness in your new game that's what i'm really interested to see what they offer yeah um that's an interesting perspective because for me i'm like gonna play both of them uh, it's gonna be a typical situation for me where I don't have time to play both, but I'm gonna try. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know, if if you are gonna put the time into one or the other, you know, which one are you gonna settle on? And if Path of Exile Two is free to play and one's premium, that's already a huge incentive for a lot of people to play it. But then you know, right. Diablo will have that hopefully Blizzard money put into it. Um, I mean, I'm gonna say something real fucking controversial, virtual, real fucking people might unsubscribe. I think Path of Exile is better than Diablo 3. Diablo 4 is looking very good, though. 
I'm I'm very I'm very excited for Diablo Four because it's looking like what I wanted Diablo Three to be. That being said, I think Diablo Three, especially after its expansion, was fucking great. I loved playing it, but um, the pacing of Path of Exile is more akin to like Diablo Two in my opinion. And I think Diablo Four is going to try and course correct and maybe go back to that. It seems I don't know. Maybe they'll find a middle ground mm-hmm. between two and three. But uh, so with Path of Exile Two, we don't know much about it. I don't know what direction they're gonna go maybe they're gonna do maybe this will be their diablo 3 and it'll be like crazy and cell shaded holy shit i'd be pissed um <laughs> colorful like this is path of exile 3 or 2 i'd be extra pissed i'm just i'm just getting angry now thinking about all this um so yeah there's a lot of a lot of questions to be answered here but um it is a really good in, an interesting point um for you know, from your perspective, but I'm sure a lot of people share the same perspective. What ARPG that's coming out soon. Am I going to be devoting time to, you know, Mm -hmm. Diablo four path of exile Two. What are they bringing? That's going to make it enticing. Um, Right. So yeah, it's interesting. Anything else? Mm -mm. All right, Chris, you ready? Yep. Yep. Let's watch this bitch in three, two, one, go. Hi, I'm Chris Wilson from Grinding Gear Games. Thanks so much for joining us here today. And today is a day about Path of Exile. You're going to find out a lot of awesome stuff we've been working on. Before we get started, though, I wanted to mention that there are Twitch drops that you can win. Below the live stream, there are some instructions for signing up and linking your Twitch account with your Path of Exile account. And if you do that, you'll be eligible to receive the drops. So today's live stream has got four sections. They say you should start your show with a bang, so we're going to start right off with Path of Exile 2. After that, we're going to show you Path of Exile Ultimate. This is an expansion for regular Path of Exile that's coming out literally next week. After that, we're going to be joined by Ziggy D, who's going to host a Q&A where he asks me a whole bunch of questions from Twitch chat. So if you have any questions about the various reveals, make sure to keep them for the Q&A. Then there's going to be a live episode of the Bay Class podcast where Taki Cat and his crew of Path of Exile veterans are going to discuss all of the things we've announced today. They'll be joined by Rory Rackham, who's the Grinding Your Games developer who is in charge of the development of the Ultimatum League. All right, let's get started. You're probably wondering why has it been so Damn, long since we last showed you any Path of Exile 2 footage. <laughs> and honestly, this is because the project is so important to us that we are definitely taking our time to make sure that we make the best possible action RPG. Good. Let's watch a new trailer. Oh yeah. Among ancient ruins, Evil grows once more. Is that you, Tyrael? Yep. <laughs> the seed of corruption advances, spreading dread and despair. Oh. We must give chase. Looks better. Yeah, it does. Oh, so it looks like that uh, one we played. Wilson? Uh, Wilson, yeah. yeah. The lighting's better. Mm-hmm. It does look like it's playing smoother, yeah, like less it. less jerky. Yeah. yeah. The animation's really good. Damn. These sands hide countless stars. Oh, I love the environment. Three thousand years of dormant malevolence. We must hunt down the seed hype, and hype, put an hype, end to hype. its madness. Reclast 
also a huge step up in design, like uh, level design mm-hmm. from the last game. The UI looks pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad the chip kind of a, I doubt they took it from Wilson, but like Wilson had like really cool like backgrounds mm-hmm. to the area mm-hmm. you're playing in that made it feel like you were actually not just in a, a black box right, with, right, with right, a map. Right. Um, and I kind of noticed that here too, so I appreciate that. Yeah, it looked good in that regard, for sure. That trailer really shows what we have achieved with Path of Exile 2. I am so proud of the efforts of the entire team in putting that together. At ExileCon, we announced that Path of Exile 2 is a true sequel to Path of Exile. So that means a new seven-act campaign, it means a whole new skill gem system, new items, Ooh, new monsters, character classes, all the ascendancy classes are completely new, it's got cutting-edge next-generation graphics as you just saw. Basically, it's everything you would expect from a sequel to Path of Exile. But we're not just throwing away our legacy, we're embracing it. Both campaigns will be fully playable from within the same game plan. You'll be able to play through the original Path of Exile storyline or the new Path of Exile 2 campaign on the way to the shared endgame. All of your old characters will still be playable, and of course, any microtransaction purchases you've made in Path of Exile will carry on to the sequel. Sick. Okay, okay, At cool. ExileCon, we introduce the dark forests of the island of Ogham, where you start your journey. Friendly. Today, we're proud to As share this Path of Exile 2 second act, which takes place in the Vastiri like Desert. Merged. Welcome to Path of Exile 2's second act. As you saw in the trailer, Act 2 is centered around a caravan of Marraketh called the Ardura who live in the Vasteri Desert. You're chasing another caravan from an opposing tribe called the Faradun. There's a set of large ancient gates blocking the progress of the caravan through a desert pass, so you're being sent through the traitor's passage to unlock them. We shall wait here, Jingak. But the military carts have departed for the gates. Make Don't haste. just call me. The fuck did you say? Jingaku is a lot more than the hell is that? We want That's combat to feel brutal and responsive, yeah. even at low levels. Yeah. It's, it's funny, like we're ensuring that each weapon type has unique and different mechanics. Exile, each like, weapon class feels different the to play, and today we're going to start by demonstrating the yeah. new spear weapon. So much class. better. Spears are a weapon class favoring mobility with both melee and ranged attack options. To that end, each spear will grant you at least one mobility skill. In this Ooh, case, spear. the spear comes with both an engage and disengage skill. When you engage, it increases your melee damage for a short time, and that really encourages you to be mobile during combat. One of the skills we're using here is called Whirling Slash. When you use Whirling Slash, it creates a sandstorm that grows in size each time you use the skill. When you leave the sandstorm, it explodes, dealing damage to nearby monsters. A great way to do that is to use the disengage skill, which makes you fly backwards and throw projectiles. Kind of reminds me of the, what is it, the Amazon Diablo 2? Yeah. In POE 2, each area's mini-boss is a much more substantial fight with interesting mechanics. You'll be able to find at least one mini-boss in each area of the game. One thing I love about this boss in particular is that it destroys the ceiling when it slams the ground, letting in more light. Clever players will notice oh. that if they're standing in the light, then they're not going to have any rocks falling on their head. Interesting. That's cool. There's like an environmental The rapid assault on. skill that we're using against mm-hmm. this boss does three rapid stabs, followed by a fourth stab that deals more damage and can stun if you're willing to commit to a long attack time. are good. While developing the skills for Path of Exile 2, we were really thinking a lot about designing skills that could be cancelled early to dodge, or you can commit to the full attack for maximum damage. Hmm.
Oh, that sounded satisfying. <laughs> and I'm playing. I was like, oh, that's a good sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the skills we're using here is called Spear Field, which creates an area of spears coming out of the ground that impale monsters who walk into them, causing them to bleed. As the monsters move towards you, they take damage. So using your mobility cool. skills as a way to move yeah. away from them is a great strategy here. Hmm. In Path of Exile 2, we've invested a lot in our animation system. I'm sure you're noticing the animations are looking a lot better than they did in POE 1. Yeah, but there's also a lot of subtle detail, like characters having different yeah, run cool. animations depending on how fast they move. <laughs> when we use a Quicksilver flask here, you can see the character changes to a sprinting animation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could play the first storyline on this engine. That's I don't know if you're playing on this engine, but it's saying that you could play the first campaign, the, the first game, and the second game in the same launcher, essentially, and they're going to have a shared end game. And all your microtransaction actions will be accessible in both games. They supposed to have different classes. It would be cool for the original games, but I don't know if they, I don't know if they said that or not. Now that we've arrived at the ancient gates, we're going to show you another of the new weapon classes in Path of Exile 2: crossbows. Crossbows Sick. are special in that they grant attack skills implicitly. This particular crossbow grants Power Shot, which is a high damage single target attack. In order to modify what Power Shot does, you're going to need to equip Bolt skill gems, which change the type of bolts that are loaded into the crossbow. Here we've got oh. three different Bolt skills that the character can switch between depending on the situation. Armor piercing bolts. Incendiary bolts. Double whammy. Permafrost bolts can be used to disrupt Double packs win. of enemies to prevent them from closing in on your position. You can then follow up with oh, armor-piercing cool, okay. bolts to do plenty of damage. Oh yeah. He must have frozen the dude. He was like the point of the... In this area, we're helping Asala, leader of the Ardura, to open the ancient gates and let the caravan through. Oh yeah, I see that. That is really cool. Actually, it looks like guys hits him. Splits because of that. I'm stoked like they're saying this this game is coming out types like a are the skill campaign. gems. Support gems that yeah. access and modify it's whatever the skill is that you're using. Here we're going Especially to add multiple like projectiles to our incendiary bolt. Playing the first one off and on over the years. Mm -hmm. I like that they say it though constantly yeah. as you get in that audio mm -hmm. cue For sure. to acknowledge that that is where you have a. I also like that that line of sight there that just happened. The enemies didn't see them go around the tent. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being like aware of like an aura around them and just coming at you. Right. Yeah. Whoa. That's cool. If you're using the environment like to the full extent, it feels like. The shadows I don't think we're liking the a lot of the environmental stuff. 
I like that game so much, I overlooked all the problems with that. I don't usually like playing on range classes in Now we're coming to another example of a Path of Exile 2 mini-boss, Glim the Impaler. The boss has dropped another type of crossbow, a siege crossbow. This crossbow grants the siege cascade skill. The skill is also modified depending on what type of bolts you're using. Interesting. Oh. Weird. It's interesting the type of crossbow changes that. How the, what, the skills interact? Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen a game do a crossbow that rains down arrows. Outside of like a skill that does it, but yeah. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. typical to have like an arrow shoot in the air and drop move, but as it to be like your attack, your main attack, it's interesting. It's definitely a slight departure from the first game because you can have skills that are based on like certain weapons, but like the weapons themselves never adjusted the skills. Yeah. yeah it kind of reminds me of Wilson. Yeah. It seems like they kind of took some ideas from it. We tried to add a lot more little details to combat in Path of Excel 2. You might notice that the monsters who die were burning had charred corpses. We really want to make sure that there's a feeling that as you leave the battlefield, there's clear evidence of what combat took place there. Yeah, the fire looks fine with the ice. Well, they, they have like trails of ice on them. They're not just they don't just turn white and stop moving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have, they have to like design for enemy. Unless they have an engine, just any character model have kind of frost develop on them. Unless it was come out of just private. Incendiary bolts. How smooth it looks like a that'd probably be interesting if I could cast it. Just get the spell effects and do it in motion. I love the rock bugs. Okay. Swords and shit. This is the perennial mm -hmm. king, the leader of the Faradun. His goal here is to prevent you from catching the caravan at any cost. I was thinking how you couldn't be freezing, but he's still uh, 
had frost on. Give me all the blood magic. <laughs> Dude, that lady's just fucking Tesla coil over there, just shocking away. longer preview of the game I was expecting Quickly, Yeah, me too. <laughs> the very sands against us. This madness has gone on long enough. The king is not the man I once knew. And sands swallow me if I do any more to enable him. You plan to continue your pursuit, yes? You will not catch him. Not without me. We cannot follow through the raging sands. Let us return to the caravan and question this defector. This is the Ardura caravan, your town in Act 2. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I am Asala, the yeah. Sigma of the Ardura. I care not where you came from, nor what cast you might have been there. All that matters and stuff is that too, you have shown Logan's yourself cool. capable in mm -hmm. battle, Jinga. Remain a friend to the Adora. They're really like, uh, shall have nothing but respect getting big us. with their ideas and like the visuals and stuff. The original game told us, felt like, the situation you know, is classic. Dire. Classic this RPG yeah. the way it's designed like that. Of course, it was made a while ago, but also it's definitely very inspired Oscar by Delta too. Um, later in the game, it gets a little crazier. Yeah, I was but, say uh, it's funny because the game was developed over the course of years. Mm -hmm. You can tell what was developed yep. later. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very transparent. This though feels a lot of the stuff feels similar to the UI, the HUD, inventory, all that stuff. But visually, it still does look like Path of Exile, but the imagination is act. He you're given four options on how to proceed. That's cool. There is a tribe of lost men that inhabits the Mastodon Badlands. They worship the bones of those long-ago beasts, and that faith has given rise to powerful tasks that can somehow call on storms and like strike the, um, enemies with lightning. The dialogue bubble with the uh, picture of them, yeah, I think it looks really good, really clean. Yeah. And use their lightning in war. Do what mm -hmm. you must. Though events demand you tread upon a valley of the dead, do not do so flagrantly. I do what I want. Give me the blood magic. I'll be a necromancer. And we shall skirmish with the Faradun to protect Give me the blood magic. Once you've picked your destination, the caravan will travel to that area and come to a stop so that you can disembark and go on your quest. That's cool. Oh, neat. It's like you're on a cool journey. Because we just got the Storm Sphere skill as a quest reward, now would be a great time to switch back to spears and use some ranged abilities. Look at the, the it's, gem menu. It's so much like cleaner. 
Yeah, so you have yeah. Storm Spear fires a lightning projectile which at, splits like, on contact. Individually and hover yeah. Around. The other skill we're using here is called Blazing Lance. Blazing Lance creates a trail of fire on the ground, dealing damage over time. If you're willing to stand the electricity, though, man, like throw a second spear that will fan the flames for much more damage. It's really fucking cool looking. Very flashy. Yeah. Yeah, they're really they really up their game. Cause like a lot of the moves in We've POE just found is a just unique spear. It's called Devas's Wind. Splash damage. Synergizes really well with Storm Spear. When you disengage, you get two additional projectiles on your projectile skills. Not that combat is uninvolved in RPGs in general, but PoE, but also sounds like this game is trying to make combat more involved. You know? mm -hmm. You have to think about stuff in the moment. Well, the, a, a, a trap that most RPGs fall into, and this may as well, because yeah. it's obviously a showcase. Yeah. Uh, right. You have the move. Oh, yeah. Just spam. Uh, mm. My Diablo 3, my wizard, it was just. Throw orbit group. Throw orbit yep. group. Throw orbit group. Like, well, there's a build for a while too with the wizard in Diablo Three, where you just use that like laser out of the sky, yeah. and just like go through people. In Poe, a lot of people end up getting a move that has a lot of splash damage, and they spam that over and over again as well. Luckily, the build I'm using right now has yep. like four moves to get the most out of them. Um, but once you get that kind of muscle memory down, that rotation, like fucking, you're just doing that over and over and over again. Which I don't mind. Yeah. I like I like killing shit. I like leveling. I like getting gear. But uh, I like hearing that nice crispy sound when loot drops. Mm -hmm. But if they can find ways to, you know, give you in those moments like you know, some other options that would be something different in the new combat, um, they'd definitely be welcome. Yeah. This environment's fucking awesome. Looking. It's really detailed. Wouldn't be an ARPG without people summoning some fucking monster. Mm-hmm. What could I can do? I really... The enemy design and the environments are, like, so much better in the first game. I like the way the first game looks. They're so much better. I was like, this is... Like, yeah, these aren't rows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Endless rows. Weird football things just waddling out. Mm -hmm. The music changed though. Last time. Those two bosses. Oh, oh. whoa. Stoked for the. And Wilson's the first taste of it. Um, there's that other Korean one I haven't played of uh, the next gen of RPGs because they're starting to look like really fucking good. And I'm looking at the animations mm -hmm. of that boss and like I really like the way it moves um, and the design and everything. And then same thing with Wilson. I was like, Wilson's like the first like next gen 
air region. Uh, and then Diablo 4 is looking sick. Got the name of the Korean RPG is supposed to come out. People wanted to come out here. People kept speculating it's gonna come out. One is like a free-play game, like that doesn't excite me too much. I mean, POE is as well, but they're like the one example of like how to do it right. A lot of free-to-play like RPGs I typically don't like. So that's just me not liking fucking more games anymore. That was interesting, uh, I had the two hit point bars on top and soon when the bosses died, the other bosses shrink up the space and became larger. If you have any questions about what you just saw, we'll be doing a Q&A later on. While Path of Exile 2 definitely won't be released this year, we do have a Path of Exile expansion you can play one week from now. I'd like to introduce Path of Exile Ultimatum. One week? You only live once, Exile. Make your choice. YOLO. Yeah, I... <laughs> it's funny, because, like, I, I think the game looks fine, but after the last game, this is really giving me a sense a of, like, ultimate. how much more leave with your life and the sequel is looking in every, every department. Godly riches. Godly riches. The challenge grows. But fail and leave with nothing. Okay. Oh, keep like a roguelike this was the rule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Horde mode or something. Damn, that was fucking crazy. Look at all those goddamn legendaries. Look at all that loot. Eight new gems? I know that. And don't fucking do this to me. Can't be I can't be playing this right now. I got too many games to play. Yeah, there's no fucking. Way. Yeah, I can't do it. But I want to. Rework everything. Yeah, they reworked a lot of shit. Damn, they did rework everything. Jesus. Be scary. Ultimate reward requires ultimate risk. Face the ultimatum. April 16th. Man, fuck your ultimatum. <laughs> facing shit. When some people think of the Val civilization, they think of blood sacrifices, or Queen at Ziri, or lost temples in the jungle. But blood I magic. think of risking your items. Blood From Val magic? through double corruption, the whole Val or no balls meme, we had to make sure that this expansion was about the concept of risking your items to get great reward. In each area of the Ultimatum League, you'll meet the Trial Master, an emissary of a vile entity only known as Chaos. On behalf of Chaos, the Trial Master enacts trials where exiles must risk an escalating set of valuable rewards as they attempt to overcome progressively more like Chaos, I'd be like, your name's Chaos? Each trial, okay, okay bro. <laughs> with a reward, an objective, and a selection of difficulty it's modifiers that make the trial harder. Once you've chosen one of the modifiers, you must then complete that objective under the constraints of that modifier in order to win the promised reward. You promised me. <laughs> if you succeed in the challenge, the trial master will present you with an ultimatum. Either walk away with what you have earned so far, or risk it all to try to win additional rewards. 
He'll offer you another item if you can select an additional mm. difficulty modifier and complete the challenge with both modifiers present. Uh, get to pick. If you fail, though, you'll lose mm -hmm. both rewards and walk away with nothing. If you succeed, you'll be offered an additional Damn. reward in exchange for Hell's adding going on. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking going on right the current ones. <laughs> this cycle continues until the rewards become increasing one button and let God take the wheel. Difficult. <laughs> See You'll what have happens. To pick a point to end your run and claim your spoils before you make the encounter too hard and lose everything. At its longest, an ultimatum in endgame maps can sometimes have up to ten fast trials in a row, with a special surprise in the last one. In maps, you'll occasionally find items called inscribed ultimatums. Ooh, These items, items can be placed in the map device to transport you to the trial master's domain. Each inscribed ultimatum specifies an offering that you must bring with you, a reward you can earn, and an assortment of ultimatum difficulty modifiers. If you're able to complete the trial, the trial master will reward you with a specified reward, which is usually worth around twice the value of the item you must bring. For example, you may be asked to risk an exalted orb to win a stack of two, or potentially risk a stack of five to win a stack of ten. Naturally, inscribed automatons can be traded with other players. So if you don't feel that's capable the thing that's of completing so a difficult challenge, you may be able to trade it like away for a portion so of the difference in price between the reward and the item that must be risked. Likewise, so if you have a powerful that, character, you may be able to selectively trade for profitable to run. Anyone who plays it currently is probably like, that's old. There are also new unique items that can be obtained from automatons. One such unique is the Glimpse of Chaos Valmar, which provides powerful benefits to your maximum life, mana, and energy shield. There's a lot of extra kind that they've added that no copy back in. It feels very overwhelming The item can be corrupted multiple times and has unique corruption outcomes, such as removing a random modifier or transforming it into a different random corruption. Unique you can't look at all stuff for retains its corruption and plus get that feel you just, you just play man. yeah do one at a time another yeah, new unique item in ultimatum mm -hmm. is mahu's cool, machination which grants you six keystone passives at once combining all of these mm. keystones results in some very unusual outcomes and the item features an entirely new unique keystone as well we have worked hard to make sure that ultimatum doesn't punish you for being in a party with other players Party members compete in trials together, but have separate rewards available to them that will need to be locked in to begin the trial. Nice. Each player votes on which difficulty modifiers to select. If there's a draw in votes, the modifier will be chosen at random. If one player wants to take their reward and opt out of the next difficult trial, they're able to do so without stopping the other party members from continuing. <laughs> rewards nice. are dropped allocated to the players who earned them. So that's Path of Exile Ultimatum. I can tell I was you, just thinking, like, it'd be annoying if you're playing somebody that, that, like, yeah, a so group and somebody, some guy's like, I'm not going any further, guys, and they bail, like, where the fuck are you Speaking going? Rewards, but that was thinking maybe you're going for so long, somebody's like, I gotta go. Had a look at the Excel's last reward that makes sense systems. to me. Well, I was like, if I was playing with someone like Josh, they're like, oh no, man, I can't do the next wave. And he's like, fucking laugh. Like, the core drop pool of just items that drop when you kill regular monsters just wasn't really compelling enough. Like, you know that feeling where any monster could drop a mirror? We want that for a whole slew of different items. And so we've made a lot of changes to Path of Exile's reward systems. There's a bunch of ones to the core drop pool to keep it really interesting. There's ones to basically every piece of League and expansion-specific content. And we're going to go through all of those for quite a while now. And I should mention that every change we're about to discuss not, not only affects the Ultimatum League, but also Standard League too. That's everything. We started by reviewing which <laughs> items can drop from monsters and chests in the core game. To make sure the core drop pool remains compelling, we've made various changes. You can now find two additional currency items as core drops, Orbs of Binding from the Harbinger League, and the new Veiled Chaos Orb, which we'll reveal in more detail soon. 
We've also added five new Atlas base types, like this Energy Shield Recharge Amulet. These drop in specific regions of the Atlas of Worlds and have some powerful new implicit mods. Another topic related to the core drop pool is that of boss runs. Veteran community members will remember when people used to do Val Oversoul or Dominus runs over and over because they were a profitable use of time. Final Act bosses now drop more and better items, giving you a much more satisfying close to a difficult act and a more item-focused approach to getting ready for maps if you prefer. We have also added a bunch of very powerful and valuable League-specific uniques into the core drop pool. This means that they can drop from any sufficiently high-level monster without you having to engage with specialized content. Examples of these are Badge of the Brotherhood, Asylum, Pledge of Hands, Maloney's Mechanism, Brutus's Lead Sprinkler, and Headhunter. The goal of all of these changes is to make sure that every monster you, you call like part of Exile has a chance us. to drop something. Yeah, yeah that valuable. seems like something that might be special. On top of all of that, we have added ball? a handful of new vendor recipes, which <laughs> let you make some pretty cool yeah. stuff. We really miss the days when players were scrambling to try to find unknown recipes, and so we're looking forward to seeing how long it takes for you to discover how these ones work. We have also introduced a new type of reliquary key into the core drop pool for this expansion. If you're very lucky, you can find a Val reliquary key from any monster or chest in Path of Exile. When consumed in the map device, it gives you access to a vault with a chest that drops a special foil version of a Val themed unique item. Each unique has an equal chance of dropping. Due to the value and power level right. of the items contained within, this is the rarest reliquary key ever Sell added to Path of Exile. The rest of our reward changes relate to items that you can earn by playing Weird. past content like prior leagues and expansions. We have two goals here. The first is to add and improve items so that all past content is a compelling set of rewards. The second goal is to make it so that the best way to get any reward is to play the content that is primarily associated with that type of reward. Hmm. Path of Exile's first expansion, Sacrifice of the Val, introduced a new ultimate boss, Adzeri, Queen of the Val. This fight holds up pretty well these days, considering that it is seven years old, but its rewards really needed a refresh. The sacrificial guard base type that drops from Atziri has been significantly improved with the addition of an implicit mod that yeah. plus one to the level Jesus of all Christ, have I played it a lot. Well, We've I'm also added two new unique items to Atziri's drop pool and, and two more to Uber Atziri's. One of which is the Atziri's yeah. rule judgment staff, which prevents good. you from being stunned or This whole thing does sound like they're kind of getting this game ready for the next game. It between flames of judgment and storm of judgment when used, as if you absorb the powers of Atziri herself. She's doing... Very Skipping forward to 2016's release of Ascendancy, we have made some changes to how you receive your Labyrinth enchantments. Previously, when you completed the Labyrinth and went to enchant an item, you couldn't see what random result you'd get. Now, the result for each type of enchantment is shown to you in advance so you can make the right choice. In the Eternal Labyrinth, you're now offered three different helmet enchantments to pick between, in addition to the boots and gloves. This will make it a lot easier to find enchantments relevant to the skills you're using and to apply them to appropriate items. In 3.14, we're going to stop giving out unique jewels for each day's fastest labyrinth runs, and we have added these jewels as very rare drops that you might find in the labyrinth's final reward chests. Another highly requested labyrinth-related improvement is that you can now consume an offering to the goddess and the map device to open portals directly to a random trial. This greatly accelerates the speed at which you can find your final trials. We have also added two new labyrinth-specific unique items, including the Scales of Justice unique shield, it's which cool rewards building your character with a careful balance of life and mana. If used correctly, areas, you'll be granted protection from shock and ignite, as well as additional relevant, fire damage. Mm -hmm. way, so. Yeah. Perandus now has a much larger selection of unique item rewards. We have also rebalanced all sources of Perandus coins so that Perandus content is still the best place to get them from. 
A craft introduced on harvest kind of destroyed the Perandus coin economy, so we're absolutely fixing that at the same time. Essences have been numerically rebalanced and are in general stronger than they were before. Screaming essences can now be used to reroll rare items, in addition to their capability to upgrade items too. Oh my god, this is all just the going like over my head. <laughs> had some yeah. of their less useful outcomes and no idea what's happening. There's now there's the only way to the get game. the powerful upgrade-only top-tier essences is through remnants no of corruption, which come from essence content. Blessings, the currency used to upgrade breach uniques, can now be used to upgrade breach stones between tiers also. Abyss jewels have been rebalanced and are on average more powerful than they were before. We have also buffed Abyss chests to make sure that they are the best place to get Abyss jewels. We have also introduced Abyss scarabs and have added four new Abyss specific unique jewels, such as Techrod's Gaze, a murderous eye jewel that increases your main hand critical strike chance and your offhand critical strike multiplier based on how many murderous eye jewels you have equipped. A whole new game. Another example is the Ulaman's Gaze Searching Eye Jewel, which counts how many searching eye jewels you have equipped and grants your projectiles a chance to be able to chain when colliding with terrain proportional to this number. These unique jewels have a chance to drop like from this any much of the unique encounters at the end of the Abyssal like Depths, dive back and in these encounters and are now by far the most reliable like. way to obtain a Stygian Vice Belt. <sighs> we have added a handful of new beastcrafts, such as Add a Mod to a Map or Add a Mod to an Influenced Item, which consume existing beasts. There are some other aspects of beastcrafting that we've been keeping our eye on for a while, and we're taking this opportunity to rework them, so that high-level gameplay is less reliant on obtaining certain beastcrafts. Now, when you use a splitting beastcraft recipe on an item, both copies are marked as split, which prevents them from being split again. You cannot imprint split items. One of my favorite reward changes in this expansion is that Incursion's Temple of Atsuatl can now be itemized. Once you have access to the map device, Alva can turn your completed and ready-to-run temple into a tradable object that can be consumed in the map device. This means that players can specialize in either making temples to trade to other players hmm. or trading for temples that are ready for That's them to run. Yeah, neat. Like you make a dungeon. There have also been a lot of changes to yeah, the temple. Cool. As you may know, specific yeah. rooms in the Temple of Atsuaro can drop unique incursion items that can be later upgraded. Many of these base unique items have been improved in this update. Previously, the temple's boss, the Omnitect, dropped random rare items with special incursion mods on them. Now it also drops rare items with incursion mods based around the themes of the rooms your temple contains. Higher tier rooms cause more rare items. Specific rooms now add specific monster packs to the yeah. temple, which results in more monster density challenges and more PoE too. Temple mods have been buffed so that if your temple has more high tier rooms, then is equivalent to a good map. We have performed a modernization pass on rewards from temple rooms so that they're competitive with rewards from newer leagues. The explosive room also contains some basic chests that can be opened with flash powder kegs if you don't need them for opening a path elsewhere in the temple. Delve has had a big increase to early rewards and a reduction to the quantity of high-tier rewards spawning at very deep depths. The end result is that Delve is a lot more rewarding for almost everyone, but a few extreme players who delve very deep will not be getting quite so rich from it. A big problem with rewards and betrayal is that players deem it not worthwhile to kill Katarina because it resets your betrayal syndicate board. In this expansion, we have massively increased the incentive for doing this. Now if you manage to kill Katarina, all syndicate members drop their rewards at one tier higher than they previously would. This change required the introduction of a new fourth tier of reward from each syndicate member and encourages the use of a larger variety of syndicate targets and safe house leaders. We have improved rewards that were not as interesting or valuable as the best ones. For cases where we deemed rewards too powerful, we moved them to tier 4 rather than nerfing them. The tier 4 rewards are approximately twice as powerful as tier 3 ones were. 
We've also added a new oh unique item to Katarina's drop pool as further incentivification. <laughs> the cane of Kulamak drops only from Katarina. Similar to Paradoxica, it has three veiled modifiers that must be unveiled one at a time by a jun. This means that each version of the cane could be entirely different, and because of the way the veiled modifier system works, you have the chance to get three mods that potentially synergize extremely well, or maybe just a crazy bag of mods that don't work together. Furthermore, the cane itself scales up the magnitudes of any unveiled modifiers on it. We have made some changes to how unveiling mods works. You still get offered a choice of three mods, but these are now more powerful versions of the existing ones. The powerful ones are unveiled onto items, and the normal versions are the ones you unlock that can be crafted onto items. Also, progress towards unlocking crafting of Veiled Mods is at a slightly faster rate than before. Some very powerful Veiled Modifiers are now only available at their original strength on the unveiled version of the modifier, and the crafted version of the modifier has been lowered in power. Earlier in the presentation, I alluded to the new Veiled Chaos Orb as an item that has been added to Path of Exile's core drop pool. This new currency the item rerolls the target in new mods, like a regular Chaos Orb does, but one mod is guaranteed to be a Veiled mod. While it can drop from any monster or chest in the game, by far the most effective way of getting it is from Isling and some Betrayal safe houses. We have introduced three new types of incubators, for Blight, Metamorph, and Delirium, and have modernized the rewards from the other incubators. The item yield from chests and blighted maps is now affected by a portion of the map item's quantity, giving you a reason to roll your blighted maps if you can handle the additional challenge. Anointments to blighted maps have been rebalanced and reworked so that each has its own purpose and with a consistent increase in reward as the oils get rarer. This is basically entirely buffs, because one big nerf we needed to do was already done last league. You can now corrupt blighted maps. These can very rarely drop the new tainted oil, which allows you to apply anointments to corrupted items. We have also introduced Blighted Scarabs. Oh, this whole thing is just reminding me how much fucking game there is We have added game. two new types of catalysts, themed around speed and critical strikes, respectively. These new catalysts are rarer than previous ones. It's one reason why I As really like Path of Exile, it's like the current 3 way deeper of than like most rewarding. RPGs are going to so rebalancing its crafting and But also, also most RPGs aren't in development for seven years. Grove. Right. So, the current version yeah. spams you with way too many crafts, so each seed has a chance to grant a craft now reducing the overall number of crafts you can perform per garden, though you will encounter the grove 60% more than you did before. Some of the most powerful crafting options have been removed or changed. The heart of the grove encounter is now a map fragment that can randomly drop from tier 4 harvest bosses instead of rarely replacing the entire grove when it spawns. With the release of Ultimatum, Ritual will be added to the core game, with a chance to occur in each map you play. It has also been added to the Atlas passive skill tree system and is available as a Sexton mod. Almost every time we release a league, we later roll it into the core game with a chance to spawn in maps. Usually 10%, sometimes 5%. When Ritual is added to the core game, we are standardizing this rate at 8%, which means a small decrease for some leagues and an increase for Harvest. Hmm. We have rebalanced other things to compensate, like the rate at which Heist Rogues level up. Most Atlas Passive Trees have the same increase in chance for bonus content, meaning they now offer more than double the chance of encountering your preferred content. So I just spent a ton of time describing lots of buffs to Path of Exile's different reward systems, and there was one nerf that I left to last. And this because it's a nerf to a league that I kind of care about a bit. Talisman was one that I kind of led the design on, and players joke that it's my favorite league. Now, in the 3.12.3 content update, there was a change to Talismans. Basically, they weren't good enough, so the team decided to add a random anointment to them, which made them a lot more powerful, and also to juice up the mods to make them well rolled. 
And that was overkill. Like, as you've seen recently, talismans have just been dropping with insane mods and great anointments. And we felt in this expansion, especially because you can use tainted oils in order to uh, redo the anointments on talismans, because There's now you can modify corrupted amulets. <laughs> blood. Honestly, they don't need the well-rolled mods into blood. And so we've removed that. Blood. Talismans are still compelling, but they're not quite where they were in the last league. Every Path of Exile expansion needs new ways for players to slaughter their enemies. In Path of Exile Ultimatum, this takes the form of four new skill gems and four support gems. In line with Ultimatum's Val theme, these gems focus on blood, the idea of spending yeah. life rather than mana to use your skills. Alongside yeah. the new skill and support gems, we've also made some adjustments yeah. to the low life mechanic, including changing the low life threshold to 50%. This makes it much easier and safer to stay on low life for builds where it matters. Typically, when players create low-life builds, they rely on energy like shield to protect themselves 90%. against incoming damage. The new skill the Petrified Blood enables low-life builds to instead use some of their life ball to absorb hits. While it's active, you can't recover life above 50% through any method other than flasks. Sources of life recovery like life regeneration and life leech only apply to the bottom half of your life pool. Additionally, a portion of incoming hit damage that affects the lower half of your life pool is spread out over time rather than yeah, being no applied shit. instantly. Corrupting Fever consumes a chunk of your life nice and grants you a buff you that causes all your hits to apply skin. Corrupted Blood to your enemy. <laughs> corrupted Blood stacks up with each hit, causing more and more physical damage over time. When you have consumed a certain amount of life to cast skills from your life pool, the buff's duration refreshes. Essentially, as long as you're consuming life to use skills, you'll be causing damage over time to stack on enemies. Be careful, though. The Exsanguinate skill shoots tendrils of blood in front of you at the cost of life rather than mana. In addition to a strong physical a damage word. hit, it also applies a physical damage mm. over time debuff, which can stack up to three times. You can also support Exsanguinate so that its tendrils chain from one target to the next. That's cool. Reap conjures a giant bloody scythe that swings across a selected area, applying strong hit damage and physical damage over time. Each use of the skill causes it to gain a charge that scales its damage up and increases its life cost up to five times. These charges drop off over time, as well as after killing enemies, making Reap very powerful at stacking up damage against single targets. We've also added two new support gems that have split the existing blood magic support into two separate support gems. The first of these is the Arrogance support, which causes supported skills to reserve life instead of mana, and also provides an increase to the effect of auras that it supports. Just like the original blood magic support gem, the reservation multiplier diminishes as the gem Good lord, the health pool. The Life Tap support gem causes supported skills to cost life instead of mana. Once you've consumed a certain amount of life to use a skill, you gain Life Tap, which increases your damage for a few seconds. The Cruelty support gem grants a buff called Cruelty, which increases the damage over time you deal with supported skills. It also boosts the hit damage from supported skills, and the Cruelty buff gets stronger the harder you hit. This gem is designed as an additional option for builds that focus on both hits and damage over time. When there's like all those enemies on screen at once, the Bloodthirst support gem is a like new option like for low life attacks. When somebody owns like a shitload of dogs and they open the gate and walk in with all the dogs and they're like, get out of the way! Low life so attack trying to shove your way through. That's what it looks like. I care, you fucking pests. Alongside a Val-themed expansion and Blood-themed gems, it felt right to take the opportunity to improve Val skills, which are supercharged versions of regular gems that charge up with the souls of your slain enemies to deal huge bursts of damage. One of the main improvements is that you now get far more souls for Val skills from damaging unique enemies, so your Val skills will recharge faster against bosses. We've also improved the Etzeri's Rain unique jewel. Alongside increasing the duration of your Val skills, it also grants a chance to regain all consumed through that souls. Beam. Val skills yeah, have also received times. a balance pass that you can check out in the full path of Ultimate and patch notes in a few days. <laughs> so we've covered most of the key components that make mm -hmm. up Path of Exile Ultimatum. 
keep an eye on the news over the and next week as we reveal the finer details of what's coming. We'll move on to the Q&A shortly to answer your burning questions. But first, let's have a quick look at the new supporter packs that are available right now to celebrate the launch of Ultimatum and help fund ongoing development of Path of Exile. The Silver Crescent and Imperial Sun supporter packs come with masses of points to spend in the store, social frames, forum titles and badges, a download of the digital soundtrack, and of course, exclusive cosmetic microtransactions such as armor sets, alternate helmets, and weapon skins. The Silver Crescent series has an exclusive portal effect, and the Imperial Sun series has an exclusive aura effect. Each series has two packs, and the smaller packs can be upgraded to their respective large pack anytime while they're still on sale. These are of course in addition to the new core packs that were released at the end of last year. Remember to check those out if you haven't already. Let's not talk about last Thank year. you so much for your support. Purchases of these supporter packs are the only like thing that fund again. ongoing development of Path of Exile, <laughs> never its happened. sequel Path of Exile 2, and expansions like Ultimatum. The reveals we showed you today are already live on YouTube for you to link to your friends in case they missed the live stream. Please do so, we're keen to get a big turnout on the release of Ultimatum next week. And we've got plenty more reveals planned for the rest oh, don't of the year. Worry, we There's are. a lot more Path of Exile 2 stuff to show off, and we've also got some new progress on Path of Exile Mobile we're keen to share with you as well. Peasants. Anyway, if you have any questions for what we've this. shown you today, please get them ready, because I'm about to be joined by Ziggy D as we do a Q&A based on your questions. They're probably purists of a different game. Oh, maybe. All right. What do we think of what we saw? Uh, Path of Exile 2 is looking really good. Better than I was expecting it to, which is great to say. Um, oh, that trailer! Even when the trailer started, I got hyped. But then the <laughs> gameplay is like, "Fuck yeah!" Yeah, it uh, visually looks great. The the combat looks a lot more fun. The the attention to backgrounds and animations, and even stuff like your clothes flowing and stuff like that, is really cool to see. Um, and the you know, ARPGs are interesting, right? Because you're, you're playing from such a, a, a faraway perspective that, uh, uh, you know, nuance of combat is really easy to get lost, uh, is really easy to lose. And uh, it seems like the skill effects in Path of Exile 2 really want to stand out and still mm -hmm. be noticeable, um, which is hard to do. Um, and and something I, I give Diablo 3 credit for for sure is like you know what your moves are when they're happening and that's something that looks like path of exile 2 is going to do really well um i don't know so. man i got to the point in diablo 3 where like i was just like speed running through zones and just like like lawn mowing no matter what class is playing just lawn mowing through crowds of people and every once in a while i'd be going and then like my character go and just go flying up out of the screen at me and i'm like well i died <laughs> like, that was me but the effects of your moves uh, are noticeable is my yeah. whole point. Yeah. Um, because obviously your camera's not against them, so you're not seeing every little movement they're doing yeah. with their attacks. Um, you know, and, and a good example there is like, you know, the lightning strikes are very, you know, obvious. The fire effects are very obvious. The ice effects, like everything's very obvious. Um, well, a game that did it really well, and I'm just a fanboy, is uh, Wilson. Wilson's moves mm -hmm. were like very uh specific they were very well designed and and really well done so like when you're using them you know exactly what's going on at all times with enemies and i feel like that's something that that you're just gonna see more and more with the rpgs now because what they're able to do with the amount of stuff going on on screen at once and the the lessons learned from prior experiences working on games because it is really easy just to have all these like effects happening and shit and not be able to recognize what's going on and shit yeah I mean, even going from seeing like Path of Exile 2 to Path of Exile 1, 
I didn't realize there was that much of a difference until we saw it. Yeah. And then I was looking at the moves and shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of them are just kind of like <laughs> swipey things flying across the screen. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell which ones are newer, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, even that blood magic move that was like the, the tendrils, tendrils and shit yeah. was definitely mm-hmm. newer looking. What were you going to say, Chris? No, no, it's just it looks Battle of Exile Two looks really well done. Really interested in, to to get my hands on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to finding time in my life. Uh, but on top of that, <laughs> the the changes they're making uh, in the middle of this month to the looting system across the game, um, unfortunately, makes me want to play it really bad. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was kind of feeling. I, uh, I ain't seen Path of Exile too. I'm like, I really want to fucking play that. Now I'm kind of curious to play Path of Exile just because I kind of want to progress through it further, kind of get ready for the game when it comes out, whenever that is. But uh, then when they said like they're redoing rewards and stuff, I was like, oh, it's cool. And I just kept naming shit. I'm like, oh, so like you did everything, and then they yeah. went through all the details. Like, holy fuck. Okay, this is like. That's all these small changes are going to make the whole experience different. Well, um, and it, it screams to me too, like, uh, you know, for anyone who didn't experience all the steps of the end game, mm-hmm. this is the time to hop in and, and experience them. It, all the reward systems and them almost seeming, I guess, more fair and more balanced and more accessible, I guess, to get the stuff you're looking for. Sounds like that the end of the era stuff that you see in like MMOs and stuff as you approach them, maybe work on a new project. They start kind of making all the content they've made in the past worth maybe playing again. Mm. Um, Because yeah, everything they kind of mentioned, I'm like, it sounds like a good time to start playing again. And uh, I mean, we just played recently, but that was just a new season that came out. It wasn't like this big of a change. So um yeah, Although I, mean, I am going to force myself to wait a little bit yeah. just because this month we got some big games to play. But uh, I could definitely see myself playing uh, Path of Exile more. I know people who would play with me, so um, definitely an option. Yeah. And for me, the only option, really, other than <laughs> maybe revisiting something like Wilson. So. Torchlight 3, even though I'm not in love with it, uh, they got a new class coming out. It's like a ghost pirate. Yeah, I need to revisit that game because uh, it was it was way too too new when we played it. My biggest problem with it is like it doesn't feel like Torchlight One or Two. It feels like a different game, um, and I'm fine with that game, but it just doesn't it doesn't feel the like similar to Two, um, and looks really weird. Every character looks like they're like a plastic action figure. I'm like what what does that look? Anyway, we're not here to talk about fucking Torchlight 3. Yeah. Um, So let's jump into what I thought. Uh, Path of Exile 2 is looking fucking awesome. Better than I thought. Um, I really liked the trailer. I even liked the music. I even got kind of like, which is weird. I got kind of like fucking chills watching us. Like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm stoked for this. Like, it, it, it drove that hype for me, um, which was really nice because I was not expecting that. Um, because... I like the first game a lot, but I don't. I don't watch stuff on and go, "Ooh, fuck yeah!" Right. But like, it does feel like um, we're getting something new and, and a substantial 
big upgrade. Um, the gameplay, we saw way more gameplay than I thought we were going to see. I thought we'd see like maybe a minute or two. We watched like a pretty long uh, chunk of gameplay there, and I'm impressed with all of it. Um, it is looking on par with all the new next-gen RPGs out there. Um, animations are not not just for Path of Exile, but for RPGs in general, looking really good. But specifically for Path of Exile, looking substantially better than the first <laughs> game. I always thought that it was a fun and charming, interesting quirk of uh, Path of Exile to be so stiff because yeah. it reminded me of the older ARPGs. Yeah, yeah. That obviously isn't something they, they care to translate into the next game because there's like, no, 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 this is a new game. Oh, it's not going to look like old Diablo 2 type games? No, 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 this is a new game. And it's very smooth. And uh, I'm seeing that. And I'm yeah. very excited about that because it looks great. Um, graphically, you know, like RPGs, you look at them, you're like, oh, it's pretty good looking. You're so far away, it's kind of hard to tell. But like, you look at the rock walls, they look really detailed. The lighting's really fucking good. The animation's really good. The particle effects, everything going on looks fucking fantastic. I love the way it looks. Um, but then when we saw Path of Exile, I'm like, oh, it's a big upgrade. Yeah. I knew it was an upgrade for sure. It looks great, but it's a big upgrade compared to Path of Exile. We went right there too with the fireball floating by. It has like a subtle glow on it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's when even like these spider dudes when they come down, they start crawling down the wall when they get low enough. So like that, there's like all these small little details that don't need to be there, but they are, and it all adds to the uh, whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, the smoke, the the clouds floating by, all that stuff. Even the town uh, being this moving, roaming village that you're in that will literally stop for your quests or whatever. That stuff you don't. They didn't even have to stop. You could have just always been moving. I would have been impressed. Yeah, just go like, oh, we're going to go do this. You hit the portal and fucking go yeah, do your yeah. mission. But that actually like stops. You like get out and go do it. Like That's just this act. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. And it's it's funny because like, you know, every RPG always has their desert act. And it's always like act two, act three. Um, <laughs> at least they're do- like, and I always play an RPG. I'm like, well, at least they're doing something interesting with the desert. And they're doing something interesting with the desert because... Everyone I've ever talked to has always said that's their least favorite parts of ARPGs, and I'm the same. So um, they are doing something definitely different with this, and I, th- I think it's really cool looking. Um, the moves look awesome. Um, the combat looks awesome. I think the spear looks fucking dope. I think the crossbow, two different kinds of crossbows, kind of like Wilson. One shoots differently than the other one. Uh, really fucking cool. The new uh, gem slots. uh you could have kept the old system. I would have never gave a fuck. I'd be like, cool. I, I'm, I'm used to that. But this new system seems like you're still getting the same experience, but in a more uh, easy to digest data uh, way. You look at it. It's just straightforward. Things just lined up. Yeah. It's a fucking list. And you just go, okay, here, 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 which I think will streamline the experience. Um, I think it'll even benefit on console. I've played on PC and console pretty uh, quite a bit. And, uh, once you get used to how console plays when you're messing around with putting gems in sockets, stuff like that, it's it's very streamlined and easy to do. But that looks way better for everything but console specifically because you're just going to go up and down that list and just go. Yeah. So it makes sense. I think it's a really good. I mean, I haven't seen it really in practice too much, but it seems like it's a good idea. Um, and it's those small little things that are going to make the whole experience better. Although I do really like that they're keeping uh you know the 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 hud similar it, it feels like path of exile i feel at home even the inventory screen looked like you know you're kind of at home this is path of exile um shout out to the rock bug guys i like those when i saw them <laughs> roll down start crawling around I'm like 
That's cool. Um, so yeah, Path of Exile 2 looking fucking awesome. I can't wait to play it. Um, I don't know when it's coming out, but I'm stoked to play it. Um, and that it's going to have a full, like, what, seven? Seven act. Seven act campaign when it comes out. That's awesome. New classes. That's awesome. I remember in the original trailer they showed for Path of Exile 2, it showed all the characters from the first game get hung. So they just, like, kill them off or whatever. Yeah. Or some shit. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So you're just going to start from, like, scratch for different characters, which I think is the only way you could really do it. Uh, unless they had a thing where you took your character from the last game and for whatever reason they take your abilities away which would just feel um defeating i guess i don't know um but yeah anyway i I could gush all day path of xl2 is looking awesome uh ultimatum is looking cool um i never get super excited for like the seasons or the expansions uh some of them more than others obviously i think the last one was like okay but nothing amazing um sounds cool i like the whole like uh horde mode uh Kind of like Warframe, you're playing with your friends, you can go as far as you want for better rewards or drop out whenever. I like that they're taking into account that people may leave. Um, smart. Um, and uh, yeah, seems like a cool thing. I'll definitely want to try it out. And then I'm not going to go through all the things that they're changing in the game because we, we already did that. We already fucking did that dance. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to, I don't remember most of it, but um, the overall idea of what they're doing, I think is, is really good shows that they really care about the game and they really want to make sure that, um, they're listening to the community and they're trying to make the game the best game they can. And it really sounds like they are, um, getting ready to start transitioning into the next game, um, by making the original game worthwhile to play from the beginning to end again and doing the end game and all that stuff. Just all the content will be. Uh, worth playing in case you want to play through it get the whole storyline in or if you're working on this part of the game or this part of the game or the end game the rewards will feel um fair which is uh which is good that really sounds like a huge fucking change all these little changes is like the whole game um which is really kind of crazy there's a couple things in there that i've i've fucked around with in the game and i'm like oh wow they're they're really affecting like all the reward systems that's really really impressive so that that is a reason why i would like to go back and play it outside of i'd like to play it in general (laughs) um just to kind of see how that affects the whole experience um and yeah uh what they say ultimatum comes out in a week 16th yeah Mm -hmm. so very soon um i don't know if i'm gonna play it well i'll probably dive in a little bit i don't know if i'm gonna devote a lot of time this month to the game just because i got other games to play but i do plan on playing this game again soon and I would like to get through all the acts before yeah. Path of Exile 2 comes out. Because yeah, I would that. like to get that um, feeling of when I'm starting Path of Exile 2 and I'm on the same page uh, where you should be starting you know, the sequel to the prior game. Because I've played the game plenty. I've just, uh, every time I play, I either start a new character or I got a new friend who's hopping in from the beginning. So I'm like, I'll come back and play with you. And I never can dedicate a character and get all the way through it plus the game has been evolving and growing since it's come out so and taking breaks makes that hard and uh if i'm not playing it constantly i'm not staying on top of that so um although it does sound like i'm eventually going to get to a point where i can have a finite ending possibly so um yeah overall a great presentation a lot of really cool and exciting stuff shown and uh really excited for the future of path of exile Anything else you guys want to add? It, it, as someone who hasn't played Path of Exile too, and was already feeling 
overwhelmed by every additional piece of content that was added to the game mm -hmm. this fried my brain like it is information overload and as someone who doesn't dive too deep into path of exile this makes me not want to play the original anymore like i i probably won't touch it again and i'll play path of exile 2 when it comes out just because there's start. so much going on now that i cannot fathom trying to learn all these new systems old systems with new things happening to them i mean there was so much going on it was almost too much for me to handle like i was literally sitting here like there's more oh god there's more oh god please just stop just just you should have brought this up in like separate little tidbits here and mm -hmm. there of like different episodes or different shows for like I, I get it if you're if you're a regular pilot exile this is all information that's really cool and really new and exciting but like this does not want make me want to play the game at all anymore yeah it's almost like uh going through like every detail of the patch notes for an update to a game or something like that yeah i would say that's, that's definitely mm -hmm. not for I mean, I argue it's not really for us in general. Like that, that that's for people who. who I, I think I got more out of it than you guys, but there's definitely some stuff that was like, well, "This is a lot. There's a lot going on." Uh, well, my whole point is like, if if I sit there and rattle off, you know, patch notes to Final Fantasy 14 to you, for example, you're just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking oh, about. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't even uh, hear that. And it's and it's the same I'm idea. Not, I'm not interested in that at all. Though it's it's so like. For you, if you're going to hop into that game, or if, like for me, if I'm going to hop into Path of Exile again, yeah. I'm ignoring all that. Everything they mm -hmm. just they just said to me, I'm just like, that's neat, means nothing to me. Yeah. Until I get to a point in the game where it becomes relevant, and then I have to learn about it. And I'll just take mm -hmm. it at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely, it was for like the hardcore who want to know everything. It's mm -hmm. changing. I liked hearing it, but it was a lot. Yeah. Because um, it. it it is impressive how much they've changed. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, mm -hmm. if you're Absolutely. not if you're not playing the game regularly or you haven't played the game a lot at any point, um, well, that's not even it's it's like another language being spoken to you because you're just like, oh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're even telling me got upgraded or how it was before. <laughs> so um, completely understandable. And I was thinking about that too. Like um, I'm not in the same boat because I definitely want to play through it, but uh, I could see somebody going like, yeah, I'm just gonna wait for Path of Exile two to come out. Because then I can start from the beginning there and play as it, it you know expands and turns into whatever it's going to turn into. You know, maybe it's too late for me to hop into Path of Exile. I know people who felt that exact same way with Warframe uh, after the amount of stuff they added to that game. They're like, I don't know what to do. And I know uh, DE had worked on different ways to try and streamline the, uh, I guess, not tutorial, but like the learning curve of getting into the game. The new player experience. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh I don't know how it is now, but I know it was daunting for a lot of people. I've tried to get some people into Warframe back when we were playing more regularly, and uh, it was kind of hard. Just like Path of Exile, they're both they're both deep games um, that uh, can be daunting for somebody who just is hopping in and going like, "Oh, it's like Diablo." Well, yeah, but with a lot of sh a lot of shit. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like. It, you get to a point where you're like, what am I doing here? I can go do this. Do I have to? Well, not really, but you can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think, and obviously everyone like handles that kind of stuff differently. I've just gotten to a point now, especially from playing so many like MMOs and, and especially like hopping into ones that have already like existed for a while and stuff like that, that I just kind of have the mindset of like, I'm just going to do the campaign. And as questions arise, I'll Google them. Like and that's just how I play these these kind of games now. Even with like Path of Exile, if For I sure. sit down and play this, my goal is going to go get through seven acts. 
That'll be goal one. Mm-hmm. Extra game modes and stuff, I might like tinker with it, but I'm not going to like invest time because I just assume they're all end game things. And then I'll just go down the list. And if it's not relevant to my build, you know, once again, I'll, I might mess with it a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I definitely like to set checkpoint goals for myself when I play big games, especially because otherwise I get lost and overwhelmed and I don't want to do it. So I'd like, so I get that. Um, I've just had to force myself to focus on one thing at a time. Otherwise I won't do it. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to really add to that? No. For the record, for anybody watching, are you interested in playing Path of Exile 2, Chris? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Cool. Cool. Uh, if you could grade the presentation, what would you grade it? Honestly, I'd probably give it an A. It was, it was really well done. Um, they showed their new game and lots of it. They showed... They started their, with Path of Exile 2 as yeah, well. They, That's what people yeah. want to see. Mm-hmm. They showed their current game and uh, talked a lot about it not super new player friendly as we just got to discussing but well at least they saved that for the end as well you could have just dipped out but 100 yeah. percent um but there is obviously a lot of information there which shows um active like you said earlier too uh, they're actively involved in the game and, and trying to make the best game they can um which i will no matter what game it is and who's making it always uh appreciate so yeah chris uh, I'm gonna give it a B plus for brain fried. <laughs> brain fried just, plus. It's just fucking fried at this point for all the information overload. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm feeling an A minus because the 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 beginning was really strong. The hype was really good. They respected people's time with going, hey, we know you want to see Path of Exile too. Here's the trailer. Here's the gameplay. Here's more gameplay. Than mm-hmm. you thought we're gonna give you, and then they showed ultimatum, which was exciting, and then they saved like the whole fucking patch note thing for the end, which you didn't have to stick around for, but we did, um, which I think was a bit of a slog and probably the slow point of the presentation. But they did all that in 48 minutes, and I think it was a really good 48 minutes that they uh, crafted well. I think they they showed off a lot of really cool stuff. Just the end was a little uh, a little long because there was a lot of details they really wanted to tell you um, that uh, I could have you know, heard like 50% of that and been like, Oh shit, that's crazy. Seven years of content getting updates. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, but overall I thought it was a really good presentation way better than I thought we were getting into here. So, um, I'm like, yeah, this will be fun. It'll be worth talking about. But then I watched them like, Oh fuck, I want to play this. So they did their job. <laughs> um, so yeah, a minus, um, yeah. So let us know in the comments, what do you guys think about, uh, the presentation? What are you most excited about? Are you excited for path of exile Two? Have you played path of exile? Uh, to what degree have you played it? Are you an expert at the game? Have you barely played it? Was it too complicated for you? I've heard people say that I've talked to people like I tried to get in path of exile, but I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I looked at the skill tree and I was like, Holy shit. Um, and, uh, yeah. Are you, uh, are you planning on beating the game before Wee two comes out? Have you already beaten any doing end game stuff? Uh, what do you think about the updates that they are doing to seven years worth of content? Um, and, uh, what are you most excited about with path of XL two? What do you think about ultimatum? Are you excited for that? And, uh, what would you like to see from path of exile before we move into the sequel? And what would you like to see from path of exile two? Let's know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. It's that time where we reflect on past episodes and read your comments. Uh, 
so yeah, if you want your comment to be read for sure, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Otherwise, I pick at random. We did get one hashtag AskTLG, which we will be reading for sure. In fact, we're going to read it first because uh, that's, how, that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, we're going to read these and uh, respond. Uh, this is the, I think it's Plus Club. Yep, where we reviewed Final Fantasy VII Remake, Remnant from the Ashes, and Maquette. So if you'd like to know our full opinions on those games that we played throughout the month of March, um, check out that episode. Got 626 views, dope. Uh, this one is from Jeremy, which says... Because I know I'm going to fuck up your last name. Um, so I'll say Jeremy. Says, hashtag AskTLG. I see Chevy is a purist about Final Fantasy VII. I was like that before. But what people have to understand is the game is not a remaster. It's a remake. I really wish I can tell you guys all my thoughts and opinions about the remake. But it's hard to are hard for me because of the language boundaries. If you guys are curious, I can put a good video on your Discord that is on the same page as me, or real close at least. Seth, you have to finish the game. Can't wait to play the DLC. Gonna have to wait until summer. Sad face. There's a lot of sad faces and stress faces in this comment. A lot of stress going on with this comment. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna beat the game. I'm gonna beat the game at some point. Definitely gonna finish it. Um, I want to do that. I want to play the DLC as well. Um, and from what I played so far, obviously I'm I'm enjoying. Um, but yeah, you're gonna have to wait. Uh, I'm aware it's a remake. I don't know if Chevy is. Pretty sure he is. Very well. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what do you think about being a purist? Are you a purist? Um, I mean, I can see how that was conveyed. Um, I feel like I was trying to emphasize that I was fighting against nostalgia. Uh, yeah, discussing that because I do realize they are um, retelling the story, uh, and they did say it would be a different experience. So I like I, I'm aware of these things, and and I do want to emphasize that depending on what the next game presents storyline wise, will uh, solidify an opinion of me of the first game's storyline. Because I think you're really clear about that as well, saying that. Your opinion isn't even sealed yet because you need the next part yeah. to tell you whether that worked or not. Yeah, which I think is fair. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's essentially a cliffhanger. Yeah, for me, um, as a video game, it it's a blast. I had fun with it for sure. Um, but as you know, Final Fantasy VII's story remake or remaster whatever they're doing you know or decide to do with it that story is still there it's it's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna piss people off i'm being real controversial tonight um it's like when the force awakens came out i watched them like okay well i wonder what they're gonna do then the last jedi came out i'm like oh no 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 it's you know it, it's it's it was a situation where like it ended i'm like well, is that this gonna be good or not right and then it wasn't so yeah could go like that possibly um and without going into too much detail about it um i've kind of emphasized it a little bit before there are things i think they they lean on very heavily in the remake mm -hmm. that feel more like i might be misusing the term but um deus ex machinas English is not Chevy's first language, so it might not be using the right, right word. Uh, they're convenient, and and they feel Ooh, convenient. I'm not a big fan of those. So, um, yeah. Like I said, though, um, overall, like I think it's a great game. 
I'm being very nitpicky because I have beaten Final Fantasy yeah. VII multiple times. So um, I, I do have a little more of a uh, – I think I'm going to have a higher tendency to, to be fussy. For sure. And one last thing I want to add is if you want to post that video in the Discord, feel free to do that. But please – uh, and I know you will, but let us know if there's spoilers or something involved with that because I'm open to checking it out. But if it's something that's going to ruin my experience, watch or playing the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch it, but I am curious about it for sure. But also in the Discord link down below, if anybody wants to talk to us anytime, all time, um, you could also type out your thoughts on it in like full. It doesn't have to be a comment on YouTube. You can do it in Discord, and if there's any confusion because of language boundaries, we can talk it out there. Uh, Chris, you have anything to add to this? No, not really. It, it's kind of a dress to Chevy. So, yeah. and me, I got I got to finish the game. All right, thank mm-hmm. you for the comment, mm-hmm. Jeremy. Going back, we reacted to Forspoken, Life is Strange, True Colors, Outriders, The Square Enix presents um, for Spring Twenty Twenty One. We got a couple comments here. Uh, one from Nick Raintree saying, "We're gonna need a full playthrough from Seth." For new the new life is strange. This must happen. Uh, I I I'm open to it. I would do it. Um, if you want to hear me bitch for a while, or maybe maybe I'll fucking play it and it'll be like really good, and I'll be like, oh shit, that's possible. It's happened. It'll just be the year that Square's just proving you're wrong. That'd be great. Do it. <laughs> fucking do it. Maybe I'll play the quiet man, and I'll be like, oh my god, why did I say all that shit? Yeah, but that was last year. That wasn't the gear they're changing it and fucking <laughs> making me change my mind on things. So, I mean, yeah, I'd be down. Um, do I want to buy the game? No. But uh, but if I can play it, I would play it. Um, I'd, be, I'd be open to it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I feel like people just want to see how I'd react to it. So people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, pretty much. You guys have anything to add to that? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the comment. Uh, then we got one from Simon Borderline Dumpster Fire Randall. It says, this True Colors trailer was an epic win. It really hit me with the stupid gun right in the feels. Looks amazeballs. If it won't have too much of that 17-year-old SJW schoolgirl self-insert fantasy vibe either and will have a few lines of dialogue that make sense, I might get down to bidness and hella watch half a playthrough. Of, I like how it's half a playthrough of it provided... <laughs> Uh, my step bitch lets me. <laughs> the story is driven by a mystery and super with supernatural elements in quotes. Uh, yeah, man, I kind of wish the previous Life is Strange game had those, you know, but even two was more akin to a Grisea no Kudamono La Fruit de la Grisea with a bit of Kingdom Come Deliverance in the mix. Then, for example, a chaotic storyline about a art student who can predict tornadoes. That's a simplistic way to put it, but uh, I'm not going to argue with you. Uh, Always nice to Mm -hmm. see writers brave unknown waters and try their luck in different genres like this. Calling out Ubisoft in my name, slapping the nettles with my dick there, Seth. If Ubisoft doesn't give me early access to Assassin's Creed Madagascar or whatever they're coming up with next in that one franchise, you know it's on you. Chevy shaking his head as you told me I'm his unwanted son, though. That shit hurt it a little. Okay. You heard him. I don't even know what you read just now. I don't even, I, 
very confused as well. What just happened? Did I stroke out? So he's saying that the new um, the new life is strange. Is looking great. Looking amazed balls. <laughs> he's willing to get down to business, and hella watch half a playthrough if a step bitch lets him. Um, and then he's also touching on the stories driven by mystery and supernatural elements. Um, so he's saying it's kind of a mix of whatever the fuck he just said in Japanese and Kingdom Come Deliverance, which was a dope game that I got to reinstall three times. Um, because everybody who's watching me play is like, you got to reinstall it. Um, so it's a mix of those two games. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, he appreciates them going through unknown waters. And then, yeah, he's calling Ubisoft and he's upset that Chevy won't accept him as his son. Mm. Well, I don't want children. So sorry. Uh, he's going to hurt him again. Oh. Every week, it's I, just going to be a recurring thing. I, where you I hurt can't control Simon. your emotions. So that's on you. It's oh, cold. dude. Um, it's cold. I don't have any commentary on Life is Strange. It's a game. <laughs> it is a game. Chris, anything, Dad? Uh, no. This is this is just the episode of me getting my brain fried over and over. <laughs> By the end of the, Chris is gonna need a week off after this episode. He's like, dude, my brain is not working as well as it used to uh, because of this episode. It's your fault. Um, I appreciate your breakdown. It's very well written and whimsically uh, presented. Um, I think I agree with a lot of it. I think. And uh, I can appreciate um, your appreciation for them uh, kind of playing with uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance and whatever the fuck that other thing you typed out was. I don't even know what that is. Is that, is that going to get me in trouble? Did I say something weird in Japanese? Um, uh, so. Japanese adult visual novel? Yeah, probably, probably. Um, Find out if the ban hammer comes down. And I hope Assassin's Creed, Madagascar, whatever, is uh, is coming out next. I'm very excited for that as well. Um, thank you for the comment. Yes, it was entertaining, to <laughs> yeah. say the least. I had, fun, I had fun reading yeah. it. And uh, thank you, everybody, who commented on this video. Moving on to the next one, we got uh, a review of Among Us, um, where we played Among Us and talked about it we got a comment from puppet master in reference to the very beginning where i put a little uh, uh clip together go make sure to go watch that episode if you want to see it where i murdered chris right in front of chevy and josh and uh i don't think puppet master really liked the way i went about trying to talk my way out of it because I, I didn't <laughs> and uh, i just kind of sat there and listened to people as they're getting the noose ready for me and i was like okay here we go uh, Puppet Master says, what you should have done when Chevy reported you was to Uno reverse card him. After he's done speaking, you should have said, no, I saw you kill him, self-report and try and frame me. I just got done with water and watched you kill him. Have to make him make it believable, but better than saying nothing. <laughs> so what Puppet Master saying is he's a psychopath who is easily <laughs> able to just fucking make up some shit on the fly to frame people pretending they're framing him. This is a good tactic. The thing I said, though, in my reply is, it wasn't just Chevy that saw it. Maybe Josh didn't see it, but Josh was right behind Chevy. There's two people. So in my brain, I wasn't going to go, Josh, did you see anything? Well, I'm not going to bring that up. So I'm just like, fuck. I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> um, I also, I have, I have a real big problem with, like, when something, if it's fucked up, happens to me, or really a lot of things, I'll just kind of, like, laugh at the irony of it. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. 
And I was kind of just stewing and like, I can't believe I just like <laughs> was sitting there looking at water. Chris comes walking in. He kind of looks at me. And I'm like, well, I have to kill him. And I just like turn around and went, bop, murder him. And as soon as I stepped out and I could see around the corner, Chevy's just there. And Chevy, <laughs> as soon as I killed him and I, I stood there for a second, I took a step and Chevy took a step at me. And then the report happened. I'm like, why would you have to get near me? Chevy's like, oh. I think I, had, I was waiting for the button to pop up. It was scary. And Josh is just kind of like drifting by. He like kind of goes around the corner up in the I'm like, what is he doing up there? Why are you guys all together? What the fuck is this? But yes, I think possibly if I had enough uh, energy in me to have gone, no, I saw you kill him, self-report and try and frame me. I just got, I feel like if I would have came off that hard though, people would have went like, Seth doesn't talk like that. He's definitely the killer. So I don't know. I think I'm kind of fucked either way. But yeah, you guys got anything to add to that? I think the only thing I can say is hindsight's twenty twenty. So, one hundred percent. It's really easy to kind of see something happen and go, "You should have done this." One hundred percent. Yeah, I was like, Josh is right behind him. Otherwise, this would be more or be the move. Uh, good tactic, though. And he replied, "Like I said, have to make it really believable to the point where Josh will even doubt himself and his eyes." So he's saying, like, come off so fucking hard about this. That even though Josh saw it, he's going to go, wait, did Chevy fucking do it? That's That'd be the move it's if little, you could do it. It's a little tricky, too, because we like all know each other like really well. That's the hardest thing, dude. Yeah. Like When Josh was like yep. getting crazy, I'm like, he's the killer. Yeah, he's getting too amped up. <laughs> Josh doesn't act like this unless he's the killer. In real life, <laughs> like when he gets fucking weird, I'm like, who'd you kill? <laughs> why are you fucking acting like this? Why is your energy like at 300% why, right why are you talking to me like I'm, I'm an asshole for fucking asking where you were a second ago <laughs> nowhere what were you doing okay who'd you kill why are you talking to me like this <laughs> is there someone dead in the backyard what's going on uh, um, Chris got anything to add to that I can't believe you killed me in cold blood like that just right in front of Chevy in front of my own brother and I didn't even deny it I was just like wow cause I was like oh, I was just trying to do the water thing that's true I was but I still Ugh. killed you. I didn't deny I killed you. I was just like, I was trying to do the water thing. Chris died. He fell. Split in half. Turned Chris into a hand bone. I was really, I was really banking on that. I was hoping people would be like, wait, you saw Chris just split in half when he fell? I'm like, yeah, of course. That was fucking weird. He's like, wow, it is weird. Chris does that sometimes. He just kind of walks and falls in half. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? It's his height. I mean, I, I kind of believe that one. From that height when you fall, dude, it's like a lot more boom when you hit the ground. calling them out all right well thank you for the comment thank you for the tactic i'll remember that on the next time i play among us which i hope will happen uh we did a video uh me and chris where he unboxed his nintendo switch monster hunter rise deluxe edition uh, it was a fun video make sure to go check it out i got to test out my road go mic 2 thing um I learned some lessons because at one point Chris's mic like curled into his chest and it sounded muffled. I was like, we got to not do that again. Um, so yeah, uh, not Chris, <laughs> Psycho Scream. Where if Chris is in here, hey, hey, grats. <laughs> talking to himself. Uh, Psycho Scream says, hey, 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 grats. And Onion Thank Wolf you. Thank you. says, great looking Switch. Thanks for sharing. Shame I already had one. I also only just got my collector's edition today, but I nagged Nintendo to give me a digital copy until mine arrived since they were late to dispatch it. So wait, you actually got the digital copy while waiting? Because that's fucking, that's a power play. 
That's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, how are you liking your Switch so far, Chris? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Take you forever to get one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, not only yeah. is the Switch an yeah. awesome console, but you also got a dope-ass looking one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm so excited because, like I said, I don't usually buy special edition things because usually I buy consoles pretty early in the cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one I just waited forever, and uh, now I got a fancy one. <laughs> I got the fancy one. I got a fancy one. Now watch like a month from now the fucking Switch Pro gets announced. Oh, shh. Don't say that. Don't jinx me like that. I, I want it. I want that Switch Pro. But, uh, but yeah. Anything to add? No. No. All right. Thank you for the comments. Moving on. Uh, I played Outriders with Josh. It was a stream. We played for a while and I got a comment from... Shinut Skinut seven twelve saying so you didn't try to farm any legendaries in the demo. I did not. I got to level seven and I got the fuck out of the demo because I did not want to burn myself out before the game came out because I have done that before in other games that had like substantial demos where I was like, holy fuck, you can play this a lot and then I played a lot and the game comes out, I'm like Eh, I feel like I already did this. Um, So, yeah, I didn't want to do that. Uh, I know a lot of people did sit there and farm legendaries. And, uh, I mean, somebody, when I was playing, was talking about that they did that. They hadn't got the game yet. They are just playing the demo over and over again, doing that. And uh, I was like, well, you're going to get a lot of resources later. So that's that's good. But, uh, but yeah, I uh, I hop games a lot anyway. So I got to really savor the flavor of a game while I can. So, yeah, if if I milked that demo... It uh, would not have been good for me. Anything you guys want to add to that? Uh, just that I, I agree with the sentiment you kind of you said there. Um, it's too many games to play, and it is really easy to to feel like you've played something when you play, uh, whether early access, beta, or um, um, what do they call that? Anyway, demo. There we go. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> those old things because. <laughs> You know, especially like in, in obviously not everyone's the same. There's some people who I'm sure are still playing for like Borderlands 2 for the fucking seven millionth hour. Um, you just kind of, you know, I I agree with Seth in regards of like the game was coming out super soon. You're going to be doing it anyways. And that those legendaries are going to become obsolete. So like. So you're just grinding for resources. essentially. Yeah. And if you're having fun, awesome. That's yeah. the whole point, right? Um but I, I definitely relate to the like, I'll do it when it's released. Yeah, I was sold, so I was like, okay, yeah. I got, I got what I needed out of this. I'm just ready for the game now, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I play demos uh, to see if I want to play the game more, if I want to buy the game, and once I decide that, I stop playing the demo because again, like you said, I don't want to get burned out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But respect to anybody who wants to play it and get all those legendaries. I mean, I still haven't gotten a fucking legendary in the game. So, I mean, especially um, if you're playing a demo that carries over and you're like, man, this is my jam. Like, yeah, totally makes sense. So, yeah. So, thank you for the comment on that video. And the last video, we got a comment from Gaming Stroff that says, guys, is it yours website? They're by cases. I think they're trying. I think it's an advertisement. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, I would say that's either not their first language or uh, a bot gone bad. Yeah, yeah. If you're not a bot, let me know in the comments, and maybe, maybe I misread that. But um, reading that, I kind of feel like it's an ad. So 
I might be spending too much time talking about NAD. But if you were not NAD, um, let me know what you're talking I don't about. Know, the sentence structure is kind of funny. Guys, is it yours website? Thereby cases. It's also like there in direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for this segment. Thank you, everybody, who commented. And quick reminder to uh, type in hashtag STLG on your comment if you'd like your comment for sure to be read on the show. And first, um, yeah, otherwise I pick at random. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 139. We're almost at 140. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe and join us episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on social media and our streams. Links down below. Check out our Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support this channel. Further than liking, commenting, sharing this video, and subscribing if you're brand new. And I think that's everything. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. It's been a long one. So until the next one, uh, have a good weekend, guys, and take it easy.